Welcome to the Epic Levels Mad Dungeon Podcast, where we create a one-page adventure improv style. I'm Steve Albertson, the Dragon Warrior. Artista Protista, Andrew Baluri, the Tiger Wizard. And I'm Rob Baluri, a.k.a. DJ Robbie Darko, and I love games, dudes. Let's Let's roll! roll! Uh, it's the Epic Levels Mad Dungeon Podcast, and who we've been bantering back and forth with is Amelia Antrim. Uh, Amelia, let me formally welcome you to the show that we've been recording for the past, I don't know, five minutes or so. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you. I'm so, I'm so excited to do this. This is going to be so much fun. Um, so, uh, like we were just saying, uh, Amelia has been a judge uh, for the Any Awards which is a tabletop role-playing game Oscars, basically, for (laughs) this year, 2022, and also last year, 2021. Uh, Amelia, what is that like? Uh, You're mentioning you have to read millions and millions of words. Um, Yes. I can barely read a sentence, so... Yeah, it is uh, a lot more work than I thought it was going to be. I was like, oh, role-playing games, those are fun. I would read them. Sounds cool. People will send me free stuff. Uh, All of which is true, but also um, this year there were over 700 submissions. Um, And granted, not all of those are books. There's also like adventures. There's um, for Morkborg, I got like a vinyl record. So um, I do not have. Regent? I do not have a record player though, so I don't know what's on it. Um, (laughs) Well, so actually, I uh, I have that one too. And you uh, you can listen to the music. The, the record player is just music to go along with the adventure, and it's all, all on right. Spotify. Okay. See, that's good to know. I was just yeah. going to borrow a record player from my sister. So. Or, I mean, you know what? If also you're into the high fidelity, yeah. and you like, you like your stuff to be proper, yes, borrow, yeah. a, borrow um, a record player. But otherwise, it's been, it's been super interesting, and I think I've, I've learned a lot about what makes a game good, what I want in a game. Um, really just like the design process for people because we've gotten a couple submissions that have that are like annotated which has been really interesting Um, people kind of writing about their design process Um, and I've just discovered a bunch of new games that I like a lot of things we've covered on character creation cast in the last year were things that I found through doing the ennies and then once I'm done this year we'll start covering a lot of things that I liked Um, and we want to jump into talking about the character creation cast the podcast yeah. that you're a part of. But before we do, you mentioned that you've learned a lot about what kind of games you like. So yes. what kind yeah. of games do you like? Um, I really what enjoy... What do we got to put in our game to get an any? That's yes. the question. Okay. So <laughs> what you need is... No. Um, I, I really enjoy games that have fairly simple kind of clean mechanics, things that don't really weigh you down with a ton of rules. Um, I'm on record with my game design theory of the sand to jello scale of crunchiness. Mm. Is that some games are like sand in which like you could eat it, but you should not because it's just too crunchy. Uh-huh. And jello, which falls apart the moment you start to kind of cut into it. Um, and the ideal is somewhere in the middle, uh, which is the chips and salsa level. Is that uh-huh. like it can be a little soggy if you want, but it has a little bit of crunch. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I like to live. It's enough rules to play a game um because when things are too open i get kind of like stuck and i'm like i don't know what you want me to do Um, what about cheerios after 15 minutes in the milk see there you go that's perfect Mm. that's perfect 
Um, 15 minutes. I don't know. We're getting close to jello. might be a little bit too right. <laughs> Well, you know, but like it depends on what you want to do with it, too. It's like, is it a one shot? Is it a, a campaign? You know, because I think for one shots, you want something that's easy enough to grasp, too. Um, especially for people who haven't played a game before. So it kind of depends on what your audience is. But I like to live in that chips and salsa kind of kind of zone. I also love chips and salsa just as um, an appetizer for literally any meal. We could be getting right. Asian food, but I'm still like chips and salsa before. Right. Yeah. I mean, why don't why don't like fancy Italian restaurants also serve chips and salsa before your meal? Chips. These salsa are the important yeah, questions. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Oh, like breadsticks and salsa. That doesn't actually sound mm. that great. We also, you also mentioned eating sand, um, which, yeah. uh, Steve, you want to um, you want to do the, what's the little well, clip we, from Dark Let me just tell you this. Dark Sunglasses. With the Mad Dungeon podcast, we have done just uh, yesterday, actually, we had Errol Otis on and did a sandy adventure. And the very first episode we did, uh, but not the first one we released, is with uh, Rob's partner, and it was a Jello episode. So sand and Jello were covered on Mad Dungeon. All right, but uh, I am here levels. to bring you chips and salsa. Let's do it. That's oh right. My gosh. <laughs> I can't wait to foray into the world of chips and salsa with you. <laughs> yeah, but we do. I did also just put out a sand-based song called Dark Sunglasses that also uh, is mostly about D and D's Dark Sun campaign setting and also. Everything sand related in cinema. Yeah, a little <laughs> Dune, a little Tatooine. Dune to Tatooine. Yeah. You know, like on the... Well, it gets everywhere, you know. That's it's, right. <laughs> it's, and it, that is certainly in our song. Um, Amelia, let's talk a little bit about uh, character creation cast as mm-hmm. well. Uh, you four years in. Yes. Uh, Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. I think I think I know from listening what uh, what's there, but I'd like to just like kind of ease in and just say uh you've made a lot of characters in this game so the podcast is uh you and your partner like make characters with other guests Mm -hmm. in different settings so with that what would you say is been your favorite experience in the show and it's not necessarily the best game but just the favorite experience and then uh i guess least um I think my favorite experience is more of a general one is that I love when we can have the designers of games on the show as guests because I think that they lend this really unique perspective to why you're doing things. Um, It's one thing to have people who love a game and have played it like hundreds of times, um, which you can hear in our L5R episodes because that's my game of choice, uh, is that like I can really dig into it and because I've played it so many times, I can tell you all of the little places where it doesn't work anymore. And when we have designers on, it's kind of the opposite where they can say, here's why this thing is the way it is. And it's, it's always really interesting to see how they came to that and why they wanted it to be that way. And like what choices were intentional and which ones kind of happened by accident. Um, I, I always am really interested in hearing like, the process because I think creatively for a lot of us we see the things that other people are doing and we go well I could never do that and then when you talk to those people you realize oh this is like the 47th iteration of this thing <laughs> right, right? <Yeah. laughs> like it didn't sound like this it didn't look like this at the beginning it's okay if my thing doesn't either you know so that that's I mean that's probably why you enjoyed the the submissions that have the annotations so much too right yes. yeah 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 um, kind of like I getting just love to watch seeing the, the behind the music or something. Yeah, right, right. And it 
is always really informative for me as a person. Like, I, I don't make games. That's sort of a long record of saying, like, that's a bridge too far. That's, like, a little too nerdy for me. That will change yeah, today, gonna, friend. I, right? We're going to do that right now. Um, <laughs> so, oh, is that working? i got to leave now. Um, <laughs> yeah. well, and but, also, this, this podcast is kind of, a, it's a little bit of that because... Um, right. Yeah, quick, you get to hear how it look. goes and, yeah, like, why you made those decisions, right? Um, which is a lot of fun. I love just understanding why people do things and then you can take that and kind of apply it to your own design and your own creative process um, yeah. when you hear things that kind of work for other people. Unfortunately, we never like stop, pause long enough to see if the decisions that we're making are going to actually work or not. But right. I don't know. It's, well, a, that's it's important you don't stop and think about it <laughs> right. and just move forward. Well, that's the beauty of something like character creation cast, too, that we frequently say is like we never have to suffer the consequences of our choices <laughs> because we make the characters and then that's it. We don't play the game. I Ryan doesn't like it when I say this because Ryan likes things to be family friendly. But I frequently say that it is the foreplay of RPGs. Mm. Like <laughs> right. we, it is like edging. We, we get almost there and then we <laughs> stop and that's it. Um, and, and so I'm perfectly fine with not having to suffer any of the consequences of my decisions. Ooh la la. <clears throat> that's an excellent way. And then also the L5R, just for the uninitiated, that's Legend of the Five Rings. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, which I'd also just like to point out to you, our song Ninja Assassins, and my verse about L5R in that song, too, for <gasps> you, Amelia. Um, I think we're ready to ride into the... Let's ride off into the, the chips and world. salsa world of this adventure. Yeah, tortilla, tortilla, la la la. Yeah, Amelia, you got a D six on you there. I do. Okay, here's how this works. This is the Mad Dungeon podcast. We're each going to roll a D six based on the number that we roll. We will all say a noun, adjective, or verb. I will tell you which one. We will say the random word that pops into our brains. And then uh, start off with our initial thoughts and see what that word salad uh, makes us think about. There's no right or wrong answers. Uh, actually, there's only right answers. Yeah, every and answer then... is correct. No wrong <laughs> answers in brainstorming. That's right. Um, and then from there, we will figure out who the villain is. After we figure out the villain, we'll move on to see who is the comrade, who's going to help our PCs uh, navigate this wild world we're building. Then we'll come up with a MacGuffin, something that's going to get the PCs motivated and into action, participating in this adventure. And then we get down to the real nitty gritty, which is the location, which is what this is all about, where we will actually uh, draw this thing out. I will write the words. Andrew Tiger Wizard will illustrate and lay out the map, and we will pass it out to all of you fine folks uh, on the interwebs where you could find it. Let's dive on in uh amelia let's just start with you let's go right. right off the bat i got a three three is a verb i'm gonna say crunching Ooh, Perfect. yeah Ooh, yeah so we've actually we've had crunching as a word before but you know let's uh grant once Howitt's, again we had crunching with grant how oh episode. god grant I love Grant. <laughs> <laughs> He's like one of my here. favorite guests we've had, and I love when I get his emails. They're like, can we come on your show again? We have a new game. And I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> well, yeah, of which course is every he has week, a new right? game. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, did you have him on for uh, Honey Heist, or what did you guys No, we've had him on for Spire when, Spire. Um, when Strata was coming out. We had uh, uh, him and Chris on for Heart, 
and then we had them on when they did the Kickstarter uh, for Unbound. Yeah, wait a second. Did Heart won an awful lot of Ennies last year. Mm, but we covered um, it when it was kickstarting. So before ooh. it came out. And I did Rob. have to I do have to disclose all of that actually when I sit down I'm like oh, wow. I know these oh, people and I've played this game. Fair yeah, enough. I, that is good in all fairness. Yeah, all right, Rob, roll your D6. Okay, I'm rolling. I'm rolling. I got a four. Also a verb, four, right? Also a verb. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do... Um, uh, flipping. Ooh. Flipping. Flipping. I'm going to go. Go, Steve, go. Five. That's an... Adjective, and I'm going to say saucy. Ooh. There we go. Now we're getting somewhere. All right, Andrew, what do you got? Okay, so our words are. You see what I did there, Rob? Okay. Yeah, don't even. So uh, our words are. Don't even think are, about what the words now, are uh, there. Just roll yourself a crunching, die, die up in flipping, there. and saucy. I just wanted to do a, a little queso joke in there. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I rolled a two, which is a noun, um, and I am going to say uh, alien martial arts manual. Okay, very specific. <laughs> is, that, is, a, is that hyphenated? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just foreign, you know, or strange. It doesn't have to be like no, no, no. Just spaceships you, you, alien. You said just... it. Alien Too martial late. arts manual. Martial arts. Man- Martial arts Manuel. All right, wow. so I think okay. we can probably just jump right into our first segment, which is initial thoughts. Unravel Gordian knots. We'll connect all the dots. Time to take a best shot with our initial thoughts. Okay, so with the flipping and the saucy, yeah. my initial thought was like a diner. And now yeah. I'm thinking like a space truck stop diner. I love space diners. Space this is, diners. Um, yeah, already okay. I'm into When it. I was in high school, Amelia, I was uh, semi-obsessed with the Lobo comics uh, from DC. But if you go back to uh, me and my best friend's old comic book drawings, <laughs> there was an awful lot of space diner drawings. Interesting. And I think it had to do with this. So I'm absolutely in love with this idea. Okay. I'm I'm pretty excited about it. So, <laughs> Rob, uh, did you have what were your initial thoughts when you heard these words? Wow. Well, I was um, all over the place, and the but uh, alien. Of course, my first thought of alien was an outer space alien, not a foreign object, which I think is maybe what you meant at first. But it is. And then as soon as I said alien, I was like, I was we're like, going to space. Yeah, we're going as soon as, as soon as it came out of stepping my mouth. in the but rocket, this is fine. And launching no, off I, right now. Yeah, yeah. Let's blast off. Yeah. So I think that, you know, I would I would love to continue with our chips and salsa uh, behind the scenes theme, and maybe it's a you know a uh, like a Mexican, Mexican restaurant, restaurant? space oh. diner situation. But it's like what aliens think Mexican food is, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Tex-Mex. So it's like not. It's not so Tex-Mex. Everything's it's just like space mex. Right. Yeah, it's Space Mex. Yeah, whatever Space Mexican is. <laughs> so everything's just kind of 
not quite right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't get it it's quite Mexican right. It's Mexican food, but it's not really Mexican food. Right. Right. So, They've like made their queso with brie or something. Right. Like that. It's oh, just like wow. not right. Or or moon cheese. Right. Yeah. So there's a Mexican <laughs> restaurant right up the street from where me and Steve live and me and my wife eat there frequently. But um, we took Steve up there one time, and what did you order? You ordered a chili relleno? Yeah, the chili relleno. And these sons of bitches Uh just Uh (laughs) put a bunch of uh, ground beef and then put some melted cheese on top of it and then chopped up a pepper and put the chopped (laughs) up pepper on top. A chili relleno is a hot damn stuffed pepper and then fried. So, so Steve has feelings, and we're so going to bring all of those feelings into this episode. Please. They've, they've space Mexican food me for the last <laughs> time. So, Amelia, I don't know how much time you spent in Chicago, and I'll bet you there's great Mexican restaurants in Milwaukee as well, but mm-hmm. Chicago is a mecca for amazing Mexican food. Yeah, I've only so, been to like uh, one or two places when I'm there, because um, it's only about two hours from me. So, but yeah, I... I unfortunately live in a suburb of Milwaukee, and there is no Mexican food here. So mm. I know it's really well, sad. All the cheese curds you could eat. I literally just had cheese curds for lunch, so <laughs> <laughs> I could feel it. Yes. Um, uh, Andrew, Andrew, uh, initial thoughts. So uh, yeah, crunching, flipping. Um, I, I initially I was thinking like flipping the tortilla to make the chips. Like making crunchy tortillas and then um, saucy. You keep saying tortillas, tortillas, tortillas. Tortilla that's la. the alien pronunciation. Yeah, the alien. Yes. That's how aliens pronounce the, the it. The aliens obviously. are torti- tor- tortillas. Eat your damn tortillas. Right. Yes. The tortillas. tortillas. <laughs> yep. <laughs> tortillas chips. Um, and then uh, <laughs> as soon as the space diner got brought in. Uh, the word saucy changed from like the secret sauce to like the attitude Ooh. of oh, the guy okay. who runs oh. the diner. <gasps> like that being, restaurant where they insult you? Yeah, kind of like the soup <laughs> Nazi Ed, from... Ed DeBevix. From the what, Steve? Ed DeBevix. That's a Chicago restaurant in which people insult you. Yeah, they're oh, like okay. mean there. It's like the opposite mm-hmm. of the, the they do. <laughs> customer service experience. Yeah. There's also the wiener circle in Chicago where things just get downright brutal. And they'll like they'll just yell at you when you go and order. Okay, well I, I, I don't know why thinking, these are Chicago yeah. insult restaurants. I don't know if the, I mean, is that, I think elsewhere? like have you been to Chicago? I think that's just Chicago. I don't think it's it like a restaurant be. theme. I think that's just how Chicago is. Okay, well yeah, like I, the, I lived there for a long time. Maybe I'm biased. These guys don't have to be like complete jerks, or I I guess they don't have to be like they're from Chicago, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was like thinking that he novelty has, has like a saucy attitude. <laughs> Chicago themed Mexican restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like so it's like Al Capone, <laughs> right? Mexicano spaceport, deep dish yeah. Mexican pizza, <laughs> <laughs> deep dish Mexican pizza. <laughs> oh. Please, well, I mean, like hot. The, there's been that long-standing debate as to whether or not hot dogs are tacos or ta- tacos or hot dogs or something mm. like that. So, you're, you're, there's the sandwich debate. The, it's, 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 it's a Pop-Tart or Ravioli. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> are Pop-Tart or Ravioli? I haven't heard that. That's yeah. amazing. So, what, so Obviously, maybe they are. Maybe they make chimichangas, <laughs> uh, which is also sort of falls into that category. But Wait, is the... 
Is it jelly donut or ravioli? Sure. I've never. <laughs> Amelia, you blew my mind with this one. <laughs> this is. Steve brought so, some this jelly is like donuts. the constant argument on the one shot Discord. Is oh, like no, there's really? a channel that is all like disgusting food, <laughs> and there's a constant argument of like, is this thing the other thing? And then there's my sister who's like, no, it is just is what it is. A hot dog is not a taco; it's a hot dog. They already gave it its own name. <laughs> I'm like, Unless okay, you're at down. the Mexican themed space diner, <laughs> right, right? Right. Exactly. Okay. Well, um, did- Steve, did you give us your initial thoughts from these words? I have not, but allow me to. One thing I love in role-playing games is martial arts manuals. Um, I also... We didn't even touch uh, on that part. I know. Let me me get on into it. I've been working off and on on my own sci-fi RPG for a while. Andrew played it like the second I met him when I moved to Atlanta. But it's just sitting there slowly working on it here and there. But one of the things I did start working on was a D100 martial arts manuals because I love it. So the idea that, like, same thing where you, like, read a magical uh, scroll or something just gives you this power. Also kind of River City Ransom, where uh, they had uh, Arco's acrobats and dragon feet and stone fists. And these are, in that video game, things that give you uh, special bonus moves uh, as you go through. So... Uh, we've got crunching, flipping, and saucy in here. I like the idea of saucy waiters and waitresses, Me by too. the way. And I, I like the idea of like a insult-themed Mexican <laughs> Chicago restaurant in space or whatever. But, uh, so but I like happening. the idea that if you can solve the mysteries of this restaurant, you are awarded a martial arts manual that gives you a special power for, you know, eternity. Like, you have it, uh, it's a magic thing, gives you this special power. Maybe there's more, I don't know. I, what I if like, this is, like, the, like, you know how they all have, like, you get your picture on the wall if you eat, like, 100 burritos or something? This is oh, where yeah. I was going, yes. Amelia. That's exactly yes. where I was headed. You and I are in the sink. Oh, boy. Yeah, so that's exactly what I was thinking. So, like, you do whatever the mysteries of this thing is. You'll be rewarded the manual and get your picture on the wall with all the other people that have done it in the past. And earn is, free is margaritas it... for life, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Whatever it's... a Chicago margarita is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> chicago Sauerkraut margarita. Uh, yeah, per- it's just, like, uh, garnished with pierogies. Is this, like, in college where we made... <laughs> blue bourbon which was just when you put bourbon in your pbr that is a milwaukee Gross. margarita okay <laughs> i've decided i've claimed it i have a i have a hangover just thinking about it i know yeah yeah, yeah. Well, i think we're i think we're on to something everyone i think we've uh, got some stuff happening here what do you say we move on to uh our next segment and figure out who the uh, big bad in this thing is. Sure. Um, before we jump into the next segment, Rob, you want to sort of recap what uh, the initial thoughts that we've sort of thrown a lot sure. of spaghetti, which spaghetti yeah, might yeah, be a key yeah. ingredient me... in space Mexican food on the <laughs> wall. But we, what is stuck, what hasn't stuck, hasn't really been determined. Maybe we'll figure that out in the next section. Yeah, so far we've uh, decided we're going to space. But not just anywhere in space. We're going to a space diner. Um, but this diner is not just a space diner. It's a Mexican-themed space diner with mean waiters, deep, di- deep dish Mexican pizza, and a, a f- food challenge prize somewhere in there. Um, and uh, 
we'll see what happens from there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I like it. I like Rob's face when you ask them to recap, and they're like, uh. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even know I'd where like to, to read start. A, read my notes frantically. <laughs> <laughs> like, where do I even go with this? <laughs> even while you were saying this, Rob, I was thinking, like, that it's a Mexican restaurant, but it's just Chicago-themed, so it's all, like... <laughs> You know, like gangsters and dolls. Oh, like or whatever. the like, like the play, the, like the or the or the movie oh, or the, the play sh- Chicago. Yeah, oh he God. had it coming. That would be good. <laughs> uh, but this is just, like themes on themes on themes. It is themes on themes on themes. All right, let's do it. Let's get into the next segment. A taco. The, <laughs> the villain. Yo, that's enough chilling. Who is the villain? All right, here we are. <laughs> I mean, before we get into the villain, should we name this restaurant? I feel like oh, okay. we could wait till the end, but I feel like we know a lot about this restaurant already. Yeah, well, and I feel like the name's going to really inform things. W- windy something? Oh, wind, like, like the Windy, windy City? city mm-hmm. But Windy, windy What are it, like Space Winds? Cosmic Winds? Oh, Cosmic what are Winds. The... Yeah, yeah. Solar windy solar flare tacos. Um, <laughs> Do you think it has the word? There's a there's a play on words in, in there somewhere. Okay, <laughs> everyone's <laughs> yeah, what, what are yeah. other like Chicago things? Like what are other aside from like deep dish pizza and malort? Like what? <laughs> I mean, it's malort all day. Yeah. Just, that's their that's their Chicago margarita. That is right, <laughs> a, a, mal, a malort garita. Malort garita. Uh, wait, uh, Andrew and Rob, do you have any idea what, what we are talking What's about? What's a magalort? Right. Sounds <laughs> like Malort. an alien race. Yeah. Ah, we've landed is... on the planet of the maglorts. <laughs> oh, maybe it's called malorts. I, I yeah, like that. I mean, that does sound like an alien word. It sure it does. does. And maybe it is like the owner is Malort. Yeah. Oh, it's me, Glorg Malort. <laughs> yep, that's his name now, Glorg Malort. Uh, Glor- Glork Malort. Me- <laughs> Malort. Mexi, Mexi uh, Malorts. Yeah, he just, like, this space alien obviously took a trip to Mexico once, loved it, and opened up a Mexican restaurant. And then also, like, his trip, he did a trip to Earth. It's an Earth-themed <laughs> restaurant, but he only went to Mexico and Chicago. Well, he, yeah. like, oh, flew but- out of O'Hare. That was, like, the connecting flight, you know? <laughs> yeah. So he's actually only been in a Chicago airport? Yeah, maybe. Can we can we add but- La at the start, though? So it's La Malort? La oh, yeah. Malorts. La, La Malorts. Yeah. Or El Malorts. Yeah. La Malorts. I think that's better. It. Uh, <laughs> El Malorto. No, El Malorts is great. So Malort is this drink. I don't know if it's an aperitif or a... Digestive. Uh, digestive. But here's the thing about uh, what it actually is. It doesn't really matter as much as its cultural implications inside of Chicago the, itself when you're in a bar in Chicago. Every bartender and behind every bar in all of Chicago is this drink called Malort. People are constantly doing shots of Malort. Everyone that works in the bar industry in Chicago drinks next only <laughs> like Malort is what they do. And it's just a thing. So th- I think people genuinely love it. 
knowing that they hate it. And everything about Malort in Chicago sums up, I think, the people of Chicago. You know, it's funny that you mentioned this because last time I was in Chicago, I I am now recalling that no one would talk to me. They were all too busy, like, taking shots of some strange liquid. Like, everywhere, like, I landed in the airport, the... You know, the airline attendants were all just drinking this strange <laughs> liquid. I tried to order a taco at the taco place. Couldn't get Sounds one. Sounds like a just... magic potion almost yeah. at this point. It's, this right. it's weird. Uh, it's like because it's like, well, I'm from Chicago. And like that's like that is a point of pride. And like you'll never be Chicago enough because you don't get it. Like you don't <laughs> get Malort. So like obviously I don't think you're anyone not from in Chicago- around here. I don't think anyone in Chicago gets it either. It is this like inside, right? But like thing. they're too Chicago to admit that they don't get it. I agree, Rob. But there's I, also a genuine love involved in it too. There Steve, is a I gotta cut you love off. Of Malort. I gotta cut you off, Steve. I'm sorry, Amelia. Rob, could you read the message from our producer Zach that he just posted? <laughs> sure. Could you read that out loud for <clears> us, please. <throat> Malort tastes like a baby aspirin wrapped in a grapefruit peel, bound with rubber bands, and then soaked in well gin said Sam Meckling, the marketing director, for Malert. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's selling it. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Right, let's, uh, they did, let's I love it. Away from they're the just leaning into it. Adventure. Yeah, they're really yeah. leaning into it hard. Yeah, I mean, this is the whole thing with it. and I. Th- it tastes like good. shit, <laughs> but yeah. that's so the point. I- yeah, I think it's not maybe the, the worst thing, but it's also kind of the worst thing. I think right. Mal- I think we've just sort of decided <laughs> that the the villain of this adventure is actually Malort's, right? Like the this drink is the villain. Oh, okay. Like, wait, like it's a uh, like personified like uh, liquid entity made up of name Malort, a living uh, <laughs> to, to be manifestation. Yeah, or, we've also got a or, guy named Malort, right? right. Or so an like, alien. Is Galort. Malort the person up to something Maybe. by serving this Malort? Like, definitely, he's making his Malorderitas, and there's something <laughs> in them. Steve if loves a hive mind. I, yeah, I, I do. I also am very excited about this because, as much as uh, Andrew loves like uh, liquid death marketing and things like that. It would be great to get this episode sponsored by Malort. I feel like that's not a, it's not going to be a big ask. Um, all right. I like that like, none they need of us all the are from Chicago, get. though. So like this is all like our outsider perspective of what Chicago is. Like, I mean, I beg to differ. I'm a very insider Chicago. I feel very Chicago okay. in my bones. Okay. <laughs> Although I haven't lived there in over 10 years. But I did live Steve's, there for over 10 years. Steve's blood is actually this uh, rubber yeah, band Yeah, it's like beverage. 50% this grapefruit rubber band. Listen, <laughs> I've had Malort within the last six months. I'm... <laughs> I've actually never had it. Like, uh, I've never heard of it. That, I've never but... heard of it until right now. As, yeah, I think is... I'm like close enough to Chicago that like I've heard of it and know enough to not do it. You know okay. better. I Let's definitely take, like the idea of this beverage being central to the plot somehow. Like, it's got to yeah. be at this point. It's very fun. So, so let's talk about Glort Malort. I feel like that's our yeah, villain. Okay. Owner yeah, of El Malort's. <laughs> okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, uh, Malort, Glort Malort, is trying to get people to consume this beverage that tastes like baby aspirin, grapefruit, rubber band, <laughs> bottom of the whiskey or the gin well. Yeah. Um, it's it's known across the galaxy that this is disgusting. 
<laughs> bottom of the gin well. <laughs> so they keep that's where they keep the good stuff. <laughs> I guess so. Um, so I I feel like consuming this does something, mm. right? It's got yeah. To. It makes yeah. you feel some cool. kind of effect. Oh, it does make <laughs> yeah. It makes you feel very Chicago. Maybe that's it. Is like, uh, is it some sort of mind? It fools shaper? you into being a Cubs fan. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Ooh, that gets dark too. You guys don't <laughs> even know my dark Chicago histories. There was a time with the Cubs uh, stadium. Like, and the best thing about the Cubs stadium is it's right next to Boys Town. So there's a special time of year, and that time of year is right now, by the way, where a Cubs <laughs> game will be getting out right as the Pride Parade is going on, and these two are mingling. Oh like, boy! Uh, and those are two in... groups that should not mingle. Like, I thought uh, Bears and Cubs, and <laughs> don't that, that's. Yeah, bears and cubs. Pride, that's right? a thing. It sure. does work for pride, yeah. but they're not always at the game. But they're yeah, all true. Here's the thing. They're not always at the game, but they are always at pride. All right, Steve, we all know that you love Chicago and Chicago-based themes, but let's focus up on making a villain. I thought what are your thoughts? Glorp Malort. What's Glorp what's Malort. he like? They yeah. like. Who are they? What does this what does this beverage do? All right, I think Glorp Malort is uh, a manifestation of Malort made uh, manifest. Whoa. Uh, wears uh, a greasy apron. He's got a big pot belly. He's, uh, you know, helping <laughs> uh, sling uh, enchiladas in the kitchen, you know, running around, Steve, making things happen. Is he just, uh, is he just like li- the drink? Is he just liquid Malorps like poured in through a funnel on the top <laughs> of a skin suit's head? No, you know, he's like, uh, what's <laughs> the, like the Mucinex commercials, you know, like the, oh, uh, yeah, but like a, or what's that, what's that, uh, game we play, Andrew, with the different, like the card based game that has the blobule aliens, uh, with the spaceship game? A spaceship game? Yeah. So they have like the, Four different alien factions. One of them is like blobs. It Are you talking matter. about like Star Star Frontier? Yeah, there we go, Star Frontier. So uh, yeah, those guys are yeah, those guys are more on. goopy than like a, a liquid guy. Well, this is what I'm. Well, Gloop is also. I think liquid. he's like Malort in a Jello mold. Yeah, but like Jell-O now Malort. we're talking Jell-O, like shaped, you know, kind of like gloopy. So, because yeah. you, now we but just have to work sand in here, and I'm I'm winning. So. Yeah, he's got like a um, <laughs> yeah. he's got like an outer shell that's a little bit like a taco shell, you know. So he's crunchy on the outside and saucy on the inside. There we go. All right, yeah, crunchy and saucy. Now we're getting it. Now uh, it's happening, and that's his thing. So, but I mean, I think that's good for how he looks. But let's get some motivations. What is? In. Yeah. What does this do? Like, what is his evil plan? What do you think, Amelia? Throw some stuff out our way. Um, well, my, my first thought was that he accidentally bought a bunch of stock in Malort. And now... <laughs> like, accidentally, like, some, like... It was an accident. And now he's, like, like trying to... Convince- just, like, a Wall <laughs> right. Street bro trying to make right. it back. This yeah, is so, absolutely- like, he wants to expand his diner empire. Yes. This is absolutely how you get... <gasps> it's a diner sponsor. pyramid scheme. I so he's it. trying to convince everybody to, like, start their own diner. And if you also convince 10 friends to start their own <laughs> yeah. diners... I think you that's get promoted. Fantastic. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's a, is he not the only one that owns uh, like El Malort? Like, there's El Malorts all over the cosmos, and he's just right. franchising, and he needs to get people to get underneath him. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like amazing. he's got his top 
Malort franchise. Oh, right. and this yeah. is oh, this is perfect because see, not only is it like a a pyramid scheme for getting involved into it, right? Once you, because uh, his name is not actually Malort. Right? No, no, you got to take name's that once Glorf, you're. But like you right. add that surname on when you join the pyramid scheme and you become <laughs> you become a part of the. Here you go. You become the a Malort part of the family. Malort. The Malort Collective, yes. There exactly. you go. The Malort Collective. <laughs> it's a lifestyle. Yeah, it's not just friendships. It's a lifestyle. It's a family. Oh, and they have like little, um, you know, like the little picture frame with the embroidery that says Malort's. Once a, you know, once you're a Malort, you're always a Malort or something Do like that. Do we think that drinking Malort makes you more susceptible somehow to... For the sure, pyramid scheme. Yeah, it For does sure. because that's what happens when you get drunk, Rob. You get susceptible <laughs> to things, right? You make poor decisions based on well, impulse. I love to open the restaurant. <laughs> so how do like you actually... these chips are so amazing right now. Yeah. Like, like think about it. Like when you're drunk, the only thing you want is tacos. So why would you not open a Chicago-based Mexican restaurant if you're drunk on Malort? Yeah, totally. Yeah. No, it just that's makes sense. Exactly. That's what just the want. natural. This is just logic. Next progression. Yeah, you know what? This place has to be like the equivalent of like uh, Waffle House or maybe for Amelia Denny's. That's just like a late night, late night post drinking place that you go. So right. It's like, oh, we're right. Just going it's not to good, Lort. but it's there yeah, and I'm it's gonna, open. <laughs> I'm going to warn you, they're going to push you owning your own Elma Lorts hard, but like it's easy to not. But, you know, they're open late and their food's going to help you not have a hangover. And they're also going to push Malort on you so you might get more drunk. Yeah. Okay, so we've got this we've got this gloopy um uh Malort based creature part of the Malort collective, Glorp Malorp, and <laughs> he has bought into the La Malortus uh pyramid oh scheme. God, Andrew, can you give and it some sort of like intimidating Latin sounding name? El Malortus, you were real close. El Malortus can machina. <laughs> las las malortes. Um sure. Uh so what is Glorp Malort's like actual like he's a part he's a participant, right? He's mm-hmm. a partici- participant in this evil Malort empire, right? right? Um is it evil? I mean they're just well, trying to make a, cast, they're just trying to make a buck, you know. Well, we've cast them as space the economy. <laughs> Antagonists, anyway. Listen, yeah. I'm still trying to get that sweet Malort uh, sponsorship, so I'm gonna let, let's. Uh, and if not, this is not sort evil, of... but definitely, uh, I mean, good. I mean, straight Ill-tempered, up, just good. At least. I mean, I'm gonna be like Malort's great. I mean, I love Malort. What a delicious <laughs> drink! If this is some sort of MLM or uh, pyramid scheme, mm-hmm. then it has villainous intent. Uh, right, right. So is he, he? The question is: Is he the top of the pyramid? Oh, well, I don't think so. I you think don't? he's. I oh, think I he's. He I think it, like if he is, then like he's for sure a villain. Yeah. You know? Why not? Right. Yeah. Why couldn't he? This right. be the the original. Oh, Malort. here we go. I think it shouldn't be the original Malorts. You go to this El Malorts, and Glort Malort comes for an inspection while oh. you're there. Ooh, okay. The so, Glort like, Malort. The Glorp Malort? <laughs> the one and only. Okay, I like that. 
Because then maybe the diner, the owner of the diner tries to, like, rope you into, like, helping clean up or something. Oh, and you mm-hmm. know what else? Like, this, uh, so not to, like, jump too far ahead, because we do still need to, like, figure out what the villain is all about. Um, which it seems like it's expanding Las Malortas across the galaxy, I'm yeah, guessing. The, the evil yeah. empire. They're the equivalent of yeah. Star Wars empire, you know? <laughs> uh, of Chicago-themed Mexican restaurants. Exactly. Like, they've <laughs> right, got to have, like, a... Yeah. They've got to have but like they're also a doing something nefarious death. by turning the people who run these um, members of the Malort collective into actual Malorts, right? Maybe right. it's like when Darth Vader. I think it's comes. got some real cult vibes. Yeah, yeah. Andrew says I'm not allowed to bring cultists into these anymore because I do every episode. But I've been thinking it the whole <laughs> time, Amelia. But I'm here the whole time. Yeah, and like. <laughs> My son told me last night that he's pretty sure I'm the tooth fairy because teeth are bones and I would need those for necromancy. Oh. That was his, his... He knows you pretty well. I know. And I was like, because first I was like, you think I'm getting up in the middle of the night, one, and giving you my money? That's ridiculous. And he's like, they're bones. You need them, don't you? And I was like, oh, that's a good... So I'm all for contests. I love it. I have a brand to maintain. I mean, I'm into it, too, because then the thing I was thinking of with uh, Glort Malort, too, is like I'd like we don't always do minions, but I do feel like this might be one where since we have waiters and waitresses and stuff that we might want to talk about the the minions or the people underneath Glort Malort, too. And then I had mm-hmm. this idea of Glort Malort's like the general manager at the top of the pyramid. What if he comes in like when oh Darth gosh. Vader comes in and just like demands, <laughs> like has some sort of powers to like just force people into opening franchises? Like it's like a dangerous thing when <laughs> he comes in. Yeah. Steve, do you remember we did something like this in uh, in our 2014 run of this show? But there was a uh, like a liquid creature that was also I just had, flashed to this. It was a liquid creature who was also all the other creatures, but it was like. Uh, like, imagine Glorp is behind the, you know, behind the register, or behind the short order, but then, like, his liquid tentacles go up into the main restaurant to be all of the waiters as well, like, ten, like tendrils Oh, my God, like the from. Muppets? Oh, that's great. Yes. So, yeah. Except uh, one guy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, uh, so is it just everyone's Glorp Malorp in the thing? Like yeah. The, the internal plumbing of this thing is It's all... a Malorp collective, right? Glorp Malorp? <gasps> I love That's it. part of becoming like coming on to this pyramid right. scheme is that right. like you you are Glort Malort now. And so like basically We're what all we've got Glort is Malort. we've got we've got we tendrils, like small tendrils of Malort's <laughs> alcoholic <laughs> beverage yeah. spanning across the galaxy is what we've got going on now. Through wormholes, wait. naturally. Wait, so sure, they're sure. all Glort Malorts. Just cutting themselves off from themselves to start other thems to start these franchises. <laughs> I think like saying? the more Malort you consume, the more Glorp Malort you are, and the yeah. easier yeah. it is for him then to control you because now suddenly you're like fifty percent Glorp Malort anyway. Wait, yeah, so the more the when, when your you... alcohol <laughs> level if I say the word gets... Malort one more time. <laughs> It's starting to just be a weird noise. Yeah. yeah. Glort I mean, Malort Malort. That's Glort the best Malort. thing about names is like, so when yeah. you become Glort Malort, every time you drink it, you know, if you drink alcohol, you'll normally pee it out later. Not Glort Malorts. It stays in your system. So you need to be yeah. exercised or something to get the Glort Malort out of your body. 
Yeah, you gotta mm-hmm. go to the uh, Juice Maloose and do the juice cleanse. <laughs> <laughs> juice Maloose? <laughs> That's a competition. Yeah. That's like a different like juice cleanse uh, pyramid scheme. Pyramid scheme, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, so turns, really like you have to join both to balance it out, you know? It turns out space is just a horrible economy for anybody. <laughs> to... All pyramid schemes. Uh, Wait, so is the goal, so we go there, so the PCs go there, and they're, like, going to have a delicious uh, Mexican chi- Mexican food Chicago-themed <laughs> diner experience where they're pushed Malort, the drink, pretty regularly. He'll just pour it out of his sleeve, and you're like, wow, what a fun trick. <laughs> and then, like, the more you drink, you don't know how much Malort you're taking in. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Steve. Rob. Steve. Oh, Amelia. Andrew. We forgot all about the alien martial arts manual. So I Maybe was just gonna say, is to drink a certain amount of malorts. Well, I think that like that could be what. I guess we'll get to this later. But what brings the PCs in is yeah, you've heard absolutely. about this challenge, yeah, I think so. right? The, to get the martial that that yeah, and maybe we should uh, dip into the um, MacGuffin Comrade. just briefly because if the alien martial arts manual is what draws you there and it's some sort of like guy fury uh you know food challenge type deal man which, versus which food. i which i think man, it yeah, needs to be oh this is it absolutely be like drinking malorts right i think because, like this yeah. is what we should do is have it be a food challenge you're going there for a food eating competition right totally I think that's drinking well, like, i think it should be like different Thing. It should be a whole like Olympics, you know. So there's oh, four of us. We should have four guys are putting it together. If Glorp Malorp is putting this as a way to expand his, um, you know, Malortium collective, then what if they're? But I think though the thing is like you do need some food in your stomach to drink the Malort, and I think even Glorp Malort is aware of that. That like mm. he can get more people to drink more Malort if they also eat a little. Food. Yeah, you'll get. Malort poisoning and die. I've seen it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. If- so you get like, you have to eat so many Chicago hot dogs and deep dish mes- Mexican pizzas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Along with drinking so many Malorts. Yeah. I think there and needs Joey to be. And Joey Chestnut is there to challenge you. Right. right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I mean, was I'd- thinking if the, if the, I, I love the food challenge concept and maybe there's like stages to the food challenges and the final stage is like, a, a malort drinking contest. Well, hear me so out, you have friends. to get through the Mexican pizza and the <laughs> hot dog rounds to get I, to. I think there needs to be a crunching round, a flipping round, yeah, and a yep. saucy round. Hell mm. yeah, and a saucing round. All so, right. Uh, I mean, I, th- I think we could figure that out. <laughs> like mm-hmm. once we, sure. Uh, I mean, if that's if the now. whole adventure is going to be like having your players do a food eating challenge, or if is it more like it's a mystery as to why they're offering up this amazing uh, martial arts manual, or if it's mm-hmm. trying to un- uncover the uh, the Malortium Collective El Mortis or whatever. So I think maybe if you have to drink Malort as part of each. Yeah, round. you're just constantly and like, filling your malort. As like successive rounds go on, you are more susceptible to this marketing 
plan. So it's like when you go to like a timeshare thing and they're also like, okay, but as part of being here, you have to sit through this yes, hour presentation Amelia. about more yes. timeshares. Yeah. So like as part of each level of the competition, you have to sit through their Another PowerPoint pitch? presentation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. I, uh, I, I love how we're, that. Uh, this is, all of this is really fun. I, I'm afraid that it's not going to be any fun for the players because it's literally going to be, uh, Eating and then having yeah. To so like, what kind of roles? Like, what kind of things can you have players do at the table that makes this interesting? Well, for this them? is the eating things need to be fun because it's alien, right? So let's right. all grab. Let's make it four competitions. Let's just we could just do this now, yeah. And grab them and let's uh, just lay it out now. And this will be mostly the adventure. Like once we actually get to the locations, we'll figure out what the locations are. Uh, but I think for now we could figure out what these things are and then we'll get to the comrade and the MacGuffin. but i think this will be cool can, can yeah. i start because i already have an idea yeah yes. go for it go All for right. it so uh for the crunching uh, that doesn't matter just I, I think we should grab flipping crunching saucy use it as much as possible i'm just gonna do all three right now if i can into one so i'm gonna say the first competition is to uh old boy style eat a space octopus but okay. it's alive right so it's like a flipping uh, thing it has an armored shell and uh, it sprays uh, ink. So the thing is, like, it's a delicacy. It's very fun, uh, and we should probably Mexican theme it up somehow. Like, yeah, uh, its shell is made out of like um, ch- like churros, the like dessert cinnamon <laughs> yeah. dessert. Yeah. There you go. For but sure. the thing is, like, it's very hard to catch. It could do uh, damage to you if, like, you know, it it's... lives in space churros. <laughs> Yeah, it lives in space churros. <laughs> Delicious. All right, that's mine. This uh, the space octopus uh, eating. Yeah, I think like whatever the ink is is like poisonous or super hot or something like that, so that you know. If oh yeah, spray it's, you or it's something. It's a spicy kind of salsa. Like... Yeah, right. Yeah. It's right. A hot yeah, if you sauce. get it in your eyes, ah! man. <laughs> that's like mace. Yeah. Right. Oh, I can just see like. Uh... Uh, the you know the the short order chef like grabbing a churro that has like a squid hanging out of it and just like squeezing it onto some tacos <laughs> to get some ink on a taco. Yeah, oh, love yeah. that. Um, that that seems like a great challenge. Are we saying that you want to make? Yeah, let's do four of them. Four challenges. There's okay, four of us. We'll each just take one, and then that'll be like the majority of the adventure. And we could wrap sure, everything sure. around it. Okay, um, Rob, do you want to? Sure. I think that I'm going to own my my deep dish Mexican pizza and now we're it talking. Up. It's it, you do have to uh I, the thing I know about deep dish is that it's almost like soup in the middle more or less. It's what mm-hmm. I understand. It's, like, it's so, a melty cheese. Have you never had a deep dish pizza, Rob? No, I haven't. Wow, all right. <laughs> I've only I'm had not... one once and it was in Chicago. Well, I think you're doing it right probably. Yeah. But my, I'm maybe it depends it. on where you go and who you ask. That's true. For two years, I lived above Chicago Pizza, which had by the slice deep dish. And uh, this was in the heyday of my mid 20s. And I couldn't even count how many pieces but of deep dish I've had. Here's my here's my vision, though, is this deep dish Mexican pizza is so large that you can do a diving competition into it. Oh, oh wow. hell yeah. <laughs> like flips and stuff. You know, but there's yeah. like something in it that you have to like retrieve. So you no, have to I dive into this pizza and Ooh. then there's some kind of something inside it that you have to Marble in the oatmeal UHF style. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> uh, 
It's yeah, like perfect. pizza wrestling at this point. Like oh yeah, so it's oh, one. Yeah, that's great. So it's one giant Mexican deep dish pizza. Yes, and everyone's going for mm. the yes. Like maybe, but the, it's like, there, like like lucha. The, so you have to it, you know wear a mask. It be like and all the, that? Um, yeah. the uh, what was that show? The Gladiators show. And like you have to stand on like a pepperoni lily pad and try to <laughs> American you know, Gladiators. Amer- yeah, American Gladiators. Yeah. Like I'm ice, I'm fire, and like try to knock you off this floating pepperoni into the molten melted cheese lake. There could be elements of that for sure. Maybe there's like you oh know, maybe, maybe there's you slices. Can float. Yeah, maybe you could float along the crust or something like that. And uh, I I also love the visceral sort of idea of it almost being like mud wrestling. Yeah, like at a certain oh, point, yeah. it devolves into just like you're grappling in amidst like you know refried beans. Well, <laughs> except for there's sauce. there's one thing that you mentioned earlier, Rob, that I feel like we need to bring up, which is that this dish is not like shallow like a mud pit. No, it's it's a deep. deep. It is a deep dish. Yeah, That's true. So like you could drown, you could drown in Mexican toppings. Drown. Like drown in sour cream. <laughs> So oh, we're no. having a real kind of fun-based PvP kind of uh, adventure. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, there could be a there. There could be. Oh, what if there's a doppel group? Oh, like we were doing for our upcoming adventure game. The yeah. So what I the, like. So what me and Andrew have done for a as of yet unpublished adventure, but we're way into it, is that uh, when you come into here, there's just bizarro use, and that's oh. your. <laughs> against like the other adventuring party is exactly your adventuring party but like alien With versions of patch. you yeah right. yeah the one yeah blue skin but they're all controlled by glort malort yeah totally yeah. well unless uh, well we can if we're running with this thing which i do like a lot we also have a uh you know comrade someone that's going to be helping us out somewhere along the line True. could be them might not be but i like that all right yeah. rob that one rules is yeah. there <laughs> Uh, anything more specific you want to get about it for when um, actually? No, I like it being like a just a gross free for all, and everybody's <laughs> trying to get the the. I, what are they, I guess what we didn't decide what item was That's in the middle. I'm, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a bottle of Malort. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's yeah. definitely sponsored by the whole thing's sponsored by Malort. They're like, yeah. and this thing's probably like live space cast, you know, on mm. yeah, right. space Twitch or whatever. It's live streaming <laughs> space Twitch. They're like brought to you by Malort. Oh. Glad you're back. You yourself could own your own El Malort Space Station Mexican <laughs> Chicago family dining. <laughs> All right. Uh, Amelia, Amelia, do you have one? Let's let Amelia um, do one. I I want to do like a um, like a speed challenge kind of thing of like make your own tacos or something like that where you have to like nice. make so many and then eat so many in a certain amount of time. So like some kind of like uh, a taco relay constitution sort of challenge or something like that, um, but yeah, oh a taco relay would be. Really oh, it would good. be good if like what's you made it you and d- someone else they had don't know to how to eat make. It. Yeah, yeah, what's the thing that the they make wrong at the restaurant? Uh, chili, chili rellenos. Chili, oh, yeah. re- chili rellenos. Chili relay. Chili relay knows. Man, you are struggling with oh, any relay. double L. Any double L in Spanish yeah. well, is he's killing trying, you today, Andrew. I'm trying to make a pun out of it. Chili yeah. relay. Oh, oh, I was missing the pun. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. A chili relay. No. Chili relleno relay. See, now I can't <laughs> yeah. even also, say can't it wrong, though. <laughs> 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 Wait, so they're making uh, stuffed peppers? 
and it's a uh, speed run. So you got to, man, me and producers. Produ- so after that happened, I decided I was going to make them myself. Producer Zach came over and showed me how to properly deep fry these mother jammers. Nice. So uh, I've made this dish. It's pretty great. But yeah, so we have like stuffed pepper making stations. And then so it's like who could stuff them the most? Then you have to pass them over. And then so you're like eating stuffed peppers while making stuffed peppers. And whoever can get through them all first. Oh, everyone! It's like I'm that getting game. a tummy ache even What's thinking game, about this uh, game. I know <laughs> the cooking game where you're like trying to help each other out. What's that called? Oh my gosh! Oh, Parappa Blank. the Rapper. No, <laughs> 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 no, Overcooked. It's, it's called Overcooked. Oh, the a video game, not a yeah, it's game a video show. game. Oh. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, kind of like um, what was the? I was thinking like Iron Chef. But oh, it was, that was against chef. each other. Yeah. What else um, happens during the the chili relay no speed <laughs> challenge? <laughs> <laughs> and then Amelia, is that mostly like a constitutiony kind of thing? Where yeah, I like, think so. Because you have to like a speed got- and constitution, you know, like agility or something like that. I guess because um, you do have to eat them and, and wash them down I, with. Well, some and more, I think obviously it depends on like so the person before you how well they do like the you know the quick part like did they cook it all the way and then like obviously right. a constitution challenge can be higher if they like the person before you did not do something yes. as well you know so it can That's be increasing difficulty awesome yeah and I, think- I guess the objective is just to do it faster than the other team yeah, right you gotta finish right. your you have to finish making your chilies or your peppers and then you have to finish eating the ones coming your way. And whoever finishes both of those things first wins. Yeah. And I think it should be like five or something like that. Right, right. So it makes it kind of easy. Also, I couldn't imagine eating five chili reno peppers. I know. I'm just like <laughs> thinking like about that right now. Deep fried like, and battered and like yeah. covered in sauce. And, Is it like every, I, I could every imagine food it challenge being... I've ever seen has made me slightly queasy at yeah. this point. <laughs> I know. I have lots of friends who like watch those videos on YouTube and like I can't even like. Yeah. <laughs> Nope. Um, I I'd love to go to like some of those restaurants and do those man versus food challenge. If it was like me and a group of my friends, maybe the five of us could all go do one and just mm-hmm. be like, eh, it's fine if we don't if we don't I, uh, play yeah. it by the rules. I have just like we can all taste so it. little interest in this. Am I at a birthday? <laughs> what if party? like we all do the same? Like it's one challenge, and we can all five of us try to eat the twenty wings or something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I would be yeah, happy yeah. to go do one of these chat, like eat the yeah. burger oh, okay. that's ten feet tall, so long as it's like I'm sharing a ten feet tall burger with mm-hmm. a ton of other people. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. All right, Andrew. So, why don't you uh, give Amelia? Us- before we before we skip over to, away from the relay, I'm just imagining in my head. I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, there's a station where somebody is like getting the peppers stuffed, and then they have to run it somewhere to batter and fry it, and yeah. then that person has to run it somewhere for someone else to consume it. Right. And like we could make as many stages as you have players probably right well i i would say if we should we should figure this out and i think it i was thinking it was more a singleton thing where it was like every man for himself for these food eating competition things mm. so it's not like team well, so it's, a re- it's a relay so like you have to right. pass it off at and i like the idea that like if somebody before you messes up it makes right. it harder for you. Yeah. You know, so like if the person before you doesn't cook it all the way and now you have to eat it, 
like yeah that makes it more difficult that's great and then we can break up yeah the number of stages based on the number of players Mm -hmm. yeah so we've uh We've jumped around quite a bit here. It's true. And, uh, <laughs> Sorry. Do we have one? No, we no. have one more. This is fine. We still have Andrew make, right? in here yeah. as well. Andrew, you need to make a challenge. Let's oh, do that. Oh, right. Okay. So another <laughs> another crazy <laughs> food challenge. Um, I like the idea of um, a uh, hot a hot dog. Mm-hmm. Um, a Chicago hot, dog. Yeah, it's a Chicago dog, king of the hill type thing. So it's like a massive pyramid built out of Chicago hot dogs, which <laughs> I think means that they're covered in chili and cheese. Um, Not, but, no, yes, be incorrect. No, they, they have to be in, Vienna hot dogs, and, and they I, have to have like pe- is it the yeah like the poppy the seed bun? Yeah, poppy seed bun, pepperinos, full pickle, uh, mustard. And salt and pepper and seasoned salt. You're thinking and of like is chili it the... and also cheese. Um, am I thinking of a different kind of hot <laughs> no, dog? I'm just describing a hot dog. I would Ohio. Like. Yeah, no, like there's the a specific thing. A Chicago dog the... is a very. Specific. It's a very specific hot dog. A Chicago. Yeah, dog. like if you don't put the pepperinos on it, like then it's not a Chicago. Hot exactly. Dog. It's not made out of the right kind of hot. Do- like not a Chicago hot dog. It has to be the Vienna beef on the poppy seed bun with a little pepper. Like it's it's a. It's a, it's a thing, but it's, a it's thing, also a instead thing. of a hot dog, it's a uh, it's chorizo. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so it's just a completely wrong Chicago hot dog. It's, but it's, like, yeah. let's do that. Yeah. It's incorrect. Um, and there's a tower of them, right? So a huge pyramid of them. I'm imagining a like a D four, like of four sides. Chorizo links of, of hot dogs. Chorizo yeah. hot dogs. Yeah. Chorizo okay, dogs. so it's it's like hot dog eating competition, but chorizo and hot dogs and they're in a pyramid yeah here and so the it's it's a race to like get up to the top and play king of the hill so like whoever is at the top of the tower (laughs) of hot dogs at the end of the allotted amount of time you know it's probably like you've got one minute and 30 seconds and while you're up there being the king of the hill think about opening your own las malortas yeah yep so sponsored by malorts so is there like a dangling bottle of Malort at the top that they have to grab oh. the first one to grab it? <gasps> yes, yep. absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. There we go. So you're oh. like climbing up these this like this hill of hot dogs and uh hot dogs and chorizo and um the little poppy seeds are getting in your eyes and all that. Oh, are stuff. they already bunned up? Like they're all oh, yeah. they're all oh, yeah. fully they're com- made. Fully completed hot okay. dogs. Yeah, yeah. So, I think it's like there's there's probably like a structure that I would think that like they're like slotted because yeah. then you can climb up the structure as you go, right? Yeah. And Andrew yeah, it's is like a hot dog that, structure. And Andrew is yeah. someone that cooks chorizo almost daily as, as I live with you and you see this on a regular basis. That is not a solid structure like a hot dog. <laughs> it it's is not intended to. Be. It is smushy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can. I mean, you can put it in a sausage. Like you can put like yeah, yeah, yeah. put it oh, on it, a bun. You can put like, you know like the sausage casing around it and everything. Oh, it comes in a casing for sure. Yeah. I'm imagining it is that it looks edible when you start, but like as soon as people are like trudging over this tower, like because they're of like all, super greasy too. Like the moment you bite into them, it's just like greasy. so. You're, yeah. yeah. So, you're so getting, then it gets harder to climb up the structure too exactly. because you're like all That's greasy. Yeah, slippery, slippery oh. slope. 
I once again feel slightly queasy. I yeah. love this is going so great. This is yeah, great. like so content warning at this point. Uh, <laughs> food imagery. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you have a food thing, it would be warned. I do, but I'm loving this. Oh yeah. <laughs> so this uh, is a this is a like what the adventure the sort of like the meat of the adventure. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. best part of it is you have these different events, and you're going and everyone playing is gonna be way into it, right? Like they're gonna yeah. be trying to win these events and just enjoying their malord in between, not realizing that the big, you know, M Night Shyamalan twist at the end is like you've been consuming this uh, malort guy's essence this whole time trying to get you to buy into his timeshare to open up another <laughs> restaurant so at the end of it are you like uh just to wind it back to the villain part right so we go yeah. through all of these different things we are, are still in the villain section right we now, are right? still in the villain <laughs> section i mean this is probably gonna be the longest section of the thing you know like yeah well, anyway but like so my thing is once we finish that then it's time for like the final pitch and then depending, like maybe the DM keeps track of the amount of Malort shots that you've taken, because that's how yeah. you consume right. Malort, it's by yeah. the shot. And like what your um, score is over each portion yeah. of the competition then, or something. Yeah. And then maybe you roll a uh, D100, and, like, and then if you roll under the amount of shots you've taken, uh, that seems, then you that have seems to, uh, then you really have to buy... Well, it's like the difference between someone that's playing the game and they're like, yeah, another Malort shot and they're like at like 50. So by the end of the thing, you have like a 50% chance that you're going to like really be into buying a franchise. Or if uh-huh. you've just been taking it easy and you've had like five to 10 shots, right. Malort, you have five to 10% chance of like, you know, being compelled to buy it. Yeah. So, then- so another, another idea, and that's a, I think that's a great idea. We could go that, that route. I think. From a metagame perspective, if any player is like, hey, do you want to take a Malort shot? And they're like, yes. And then the dungeon master like makes a little mark on their page. Like yeah, sure. as much as you try to get into the spirit of playing a game, like people are going to notice like, okay, like I've does taken it, a lot yeah, of shots. Does a dungeon point. master just be like, hey, but no, like, it's just to see if you get drunk. Yeah, yeah. So that's what you do. Like say like, uh-huh. so every 10 you have to roll to like see how drunk you say that too. Be like every 10 we'll roll to see how drunk you are. And then they'll be like, all right, I'm going to do like 10 or 50. And then like, so if you say like every 10, maybe people are going to be more likely to do more as well. Or if you have them like roll at the end of each round to say like, okay, you know, how are you, how are you doing at this point at the end of the round? And then, and something else that we could throw in there um, is uh, every time you've consumed some malorts, right? Maybe there is a, you start to hear a voice in your head a little bit or something like that. Mm. Like we can put a voice in there to, Kind of you give want it... to be a small business owner. Yeah, I like the idea like that. that as the competition goes on, the pitches start getting stronger, so that like yeah. it, you know, it, you kind of ease into it, and it's like, hey, consider opening a, fr-. you know, there's a sign on the wall that's like, you can call this number to open a franchise, and then like as you go, it's like we're mm-hmm. selling harder and harder and harder until you get to the like the last step of the competition is sit through this hour long pitch of you know <laughs> the slide deck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, normally it would be like an hour-long thing. We're probably not going to be doing that in games, but I do think the idea of like after they award the a winner, then they're like, now it's time to sign up for your franchising, and then it turns into like, you know, uh, Citizen Kane giant banners and like uh, Hypno Rays and stuff and just like a line to the cash register to sign up for your own franchises. Mm-hmm. It's probably... I also like the idea of LARPing this, honestly. 
Mm. <laughs> and then you really do have to sit through them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's probably also, like, it's less about selling it to these people, and it's more about, like, getting them Assimilating to... Assimilating them? Yeah, getting to them to engage in the competitions long enough for them to have consumed enough Malort right, without right. doing a Juice Malus cleanse Mm-hmm. to you know become a part of the collective and then it's like yeah yeah you don't need to sign up you're you're a part of it you're like right you're a part of the collective now mm-hmm. so yeah that makes sense do we do we need to go back to the villain or can we fast forward to another section i think we need to do a little a little bit of a sum up real let's quick. do a sum up so we Rob, can Rob. figure out where we are Rob, where sum are us, we? sum us up I don't know. I'm would. so lost yeah, now. Very, we're all a little lost. Let's see Somewhere can, in space. Somewhere yeah. in space, Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> space, Chicago. So we have our villain, Glorp Malort, who wants us to open a uh, space Mexican-themed restaurant. No, the, Chicago-themed Chicago, Chicago-themed restaurant. Yeah, Chicago-themed. <laughs> right. Space. The, the order is important. You're correct. Chicago-themed Mexican restaurant. Um <laughs> And he's doing this by influencing people through the strength of the his or their own sort of essence, which is Malort. <laughs> and uh, brought to you by Malorts. Brought to you by Malorts. And we're going to. I th- I think that's good for the villain, right? Like that's a pretty good setup. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good. So then we have sort of our MacGuffin that we went through, which is. We came to this restaurant to do some fun eating competitions. To win. we're cool people. To win the Alien win. Martial Arts Manual. That's correct. To win the Alien Martial Arts Manual. <laughs> which we need to get to. <laughs> which we do need to get to. Um, and, uh, you know, we came up with those challenges. And so I think what where we should go next is our, our comrade. And we should maybe talk a little bit more about the Martial Arts Manual itself to figure out you know how yeah. that plays into it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if well. you can get if you can get your hands on it either before right. or during the competition or even you get it after oh, yeah. the competition like what yeah. is it what does it grant you? Does it give you those uh River City right. Ransom powers that Steve brought up or, well, or those are more? Yeah. Those are our next two sections, so let's, right, do, let's it. do it. Uh just a reminder our uh competitions were eat a live space octopus, deep dive pizza melee uh, make your own chili relay and then uh, King of the Hill additional melee. <laughs> All right, and let's move on to our next segment, which is the comrade. Ho, ho, ho. Excuse us, other us. Uh, we're going to pause on this adventure making to jump into an exalted funeral zine corner. Steve, how's it going? Uh, it's going pretty good. I'm super excited that this week we're talking about Garth Gringar's guide to the flora of the dying world for uh, some Merkberg action. Yeah, this is quite a tongue twister of a title, but uh, I love it. Garth Grimgar um, sounds like quite a character. Well, yeah, we get a little bit of a hint in him as the occult herb master who uh, we found this book, I guess, from his uh, 
shelves. So it's uh, from Garth Grimgar's uh, perspective. So yeah. this book was written by Johnny Bluesit, a.k.a. Jonathan Juniman. Uh, what do we know about uh, Jonathan's background or Johnny Bluesit? Um, yeah, so Bluesit, uh, he's uh, an illustrator and cartoonist, I think, out of Boston. Um, and I believe this is his third uh, Merkberg um, like accessory book. Because um, I and I loved these books. I didn't get the second one, but he also did uh, Creatures of the Dying World and Creatures of the Dying World Two. And so this third installment, The Flora of the Dying World, is you know it's kind of taking a, a step away from the creatures and diving into some weird, fantastic, and kind of deadly plants. So. Um, what did you think about uh what did you think about some of the entries in there? Yeah, so there are there even though it says flora, he does dip into a little fauna near the end of this book uh as well, but uh, yeah. <laughs> he takes a bunch of plants that uh I'll say probably half or so of them are kind of things that we know from our world and then made uh fantastic. There's like some yeah. magic tobacco, some magic aloe vera. <laughs> oh, some, yeah, the aloe vera uh, is called ba- like a burn. Berries. Bur- is it burn leaf or what's the aloe vera called? Yeah, it's called burn balm and it's only 10 silver a bag. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, so the illustrations throughout this thing are fantastic. And if you like this artwork, you should definitely go fo- give them a follow over at Blues It. It's just at B-L-O-O-Z-I-T. Um, so, Steve, what were uh, what were one of your favorite entries from the book? So, the book has sixteen different entries, and I also like the idea of potentially playing a Merkberg herbalist uh, player, not just finding these things in your desolate towns and all that. But one I liked a lot was called the Skunk Apple, and it's like this stinky onion-like. Uh, plant that can uh, protect you from uh, the dark arts. It's left very vague like that. But one of my favorite little bits in there, Andrew, uh, Uh is that he mentions that you could wear it on your belt, which reminds me of uh, that Simpsons episode with Abe Simpson, who's like, we would wear onions on our belt. Oh, it was the yeah. style of the time. And I'm wondering <laughs> if the skunk apple is a reference to that. Is a Simpsons reference? That's hilarious. I, I um, wonder. I only, I only know that that reference because my, that was Mikey's uh, costume to Dragon Con one year. But I did want to mention, Steve, that um, you said you might want to play as an occult herb master. There actually is. That's one of the core classes from the you know the main Mark Berg book, so you can. Um, That's right. But then we have this uh, new plants to play with in there. Yeah. What's so, uh, one of your favorites? Yeah. So I I really enjoyed the uh, the handrake, um, also known as the dead man's hand, also known as the hand of Necrubal. Um, so this is basically the, I mean, the thing that's so amazing to me about it is this is basically it just, it's a plant that looks like a hand, like stre- like it's clawing out of a grave, like a classic, um, you know, like EC comics cover spooky magazine of some kind. Um, 
And uh, you just, uh, you know, you be very careful around them. Don't touch it with steel. Um, and it, uh, it gives you a bonus to your strength if you drink it with your wine. I thought it was very cool. Mandrake, but a hand drake. <laughs> yeah. I do like that it's a bunch of potions that uh, and gives you, like, instructions on how to do it. Also, his illustrations are filled with, like, Occult I don't know, symbols. cult symbols and yeah. like weird el like alchemical formulae like that are just like <laughs> that he describes as only Garth Grimgar understands the secret symbols in this book. <laughs> yeah, I I tried to like be like maybe there's like some kind of secret code in here that I can piece together. Perhaps a um, more learned in the ways of the occult reader can uh, piece them together. Yeah, we didn't um, study in Johnny Bluesit's Boston occult. Uh, scholastic programs but I would love to if there's any yeah. openings um, Jonathan please reach out to me um, I, I would love to attend that class yeah that master class near the end there too uh, we do get into a little bit of uh, fauna <laughs> with a uh, oh yeah a couple uh, there's, toads. A, there's bug, a lot of mushrooms right? as well uh, but that, yeah. yeah there's like a snuff beetle so you can do yeah. snuff and i like these as fiends in here so like it just shows like if people are addicted to these things what they look like is also added in there right uh, but there's a spiky toad at the end where part of the uh making of the uh formulae for it is to scrape the toad into a human skull and <laughs> pop it there like a skull bowl so i like the idea this is your thing you're like walking around with these uh gruesome implements to uh make stuff yeah then you I mean, if you don't if you don't have a skull a skull bowl a bowl made out of a human skull like you're just not living in the Merkberg world correctly i agree uh yeah but you roll on a d6 after you take this and it could go anywhere from uh having you walk in the spirit world which i think is what you want to do when you take it uh, to uh, paralysis, to uh, nightmare, day nightmares, to uh, potentially dying and coming back as a zombie. So there's oh. a lot of like <laughs> horrific <laughs> things in this book for uh, for the I, mystics. I completely, I read that completely differently. I assumed that these, like you want to do this to someone, like to an enemy, you know, like I assumed that you would not try to get this on yourself, that this was something oh. that you're using that little, I think it says there's a, a blowgun and you try to yeah, shoot you, it at your end. You're right. You're you're absolutely right. And in my head I'm like, oh no. I mean it's like ayahuasca, right? You want to get on that walk in the spirit <laughs> world. You want to like <laughs> open your mind like to the murder toad. ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Well, finish this up. Where can people get this thing? Yes, so once again, this uh, review of Garth Grimgar's Guide. Um, it, this is an Exalted Funeral exclusive. It is available today. So the title is Garth Grimgar's Guide to the Flora of the Dying World by Johnny Bluesett. And you can get that at exaltedfuneral.com. Just check out the uh, uh, What's New section. And we'll see you guys on the next one. All right. Back to uh, going back to Amelia and uh, the horror of Malort. <laughs> Perfect. Here we go. Friends, Nikki Gladsoul, who is the comrade? Okay. So before we get too much into the comrade, the thing that I have had brewing in the back of my brain this whole time mm. is a... Uh, 
and this is specifically related to the Mar- alien martial arts manual is a mm-hmm. Jean-Claude Van Damme type figure. And I don't know where this goes. So it might be a little bit of curveball. And I'm sorry about that. But I love it. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> a Jean-Claude. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not sorry enough to not mention it. Yeah. So uh, a Jean-Claude Van Damme type figure who maybe, uh, you know, is the leader of a dojo and maybe wrote the martial arts manual and is somehow involved in this. I don't know where this goes. So, but it's, it's it feels a, important. Can we all it's just a, name one thing about Jean Claude Van Damme that we could bring to this character as a archetype? Does a lot okay. of splits. Splits is great. I will say, has a uh, nondescript European accent. <laughs> I mean, I will go with um, glorious, glorious fists. Oh. I'm trying to think what I even know about Jean-Claude Van Damme other than Glistening like the fists. concept. Like, the, like, I, like I am only familiar with like the, the broad concept of Jean-Claude. Ooh, like what? It, yeah, let's explore it, Amelia. What do you know? What is the base things you know about Jean-Claude I mean, Van so Damme? Like, okay. This might be the best way to go about this. <laughs> yes. The majority of what I know about Jean-Claude Van Damme is A, the name, and B, if you ever watched um, Sense8. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, the bus. Yes, that's like the extent of my, the <laughs> my Jean-Claude, knowledge. The Jean-Claude. Damn yeah, so, van? Did they call yeah, the Jean-Claude damn, damn van. van. Yeah. So what if, what if, he, what yeah. if this person Gives you some bus drives, driving up skills. In a, drives up in a bus at some point with <laughs> the mm-hmm. manual? Oh. oh, like he's the guest of honor. Yeah. So he's here to like, oh, he's the inside man too, right? So... Uh, I mean, and he's also the juice. He's the juice guy. Yeah, he's the <gasps> juice puns guy. So he's juice Malus. He's gonna lose. This is some juice Malus. Juice so, Malus. So he juice, is... juice Claude Van Damme. <laughs> All right, let's go back to Steve Albertson and his obsession with Jay the Juice Man from the late '90s infomercial uh, world. Uh, we already and, did an episode about the Juice Man. Uh, I know he did. I'm sorry. You keep hitting things that I obsess about. We had an entire Juice episode. I will <laughs> leave that off to the side and again Amelia dealt with juice cults which I'm also into um, <laughs> so uh, maybe he's juice Malouse and he has worked very hard to get this close to Glort Malort mm-hmm. he drives um, the juice Malouse boost caboose juice Malouse caboose woo woo oh get on God. the juice train oh man all right, and so I think it's that if, you do, your if you do a juice cleanse, it 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 uh, counteracts the effects of sure. the um, malort. Malort, right? Is that what we're all thinking? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And um, Juice Claude Van Dam or or Juice Malouse, he has the martial arts manu splits, which is his manu his martial arts, or maybe manual. he's trying to get it. Oh, do you think, he's, par- you think he's, he's participating? Oh, uh, uh, it could be that. Maybe. I don't know. I like him presenting the manual to the winner. Okay. Like, but that you makes think, him complicit. I, right. <laughs> I like the idea that like he's there also to win the competition. And right. he's like, I feel like you have to team up with him because he's the only person that can like beat the Malort, right? Like, because he's been doing the juice cleanse. Well, my, right. my issue with all of this is if he knows about the Malort, 
Why wouldn't he spill the beans right oh, off the bat good point, with good point, you? Good point. Right, you can't understand his accent. <laughs> Is that how you're gonna DM it the whole time? Like, hey, so we cover, so we want to cover C for you, so. Yeah. Oh, so I he's Welsh, was, is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I think it's. <laughs> no, I mean, it sounds Welsh, but I think it might be from uh, Lithuania. Or, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it, he's like Lithuanian Welsh. Is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, or. Welshuanian. Uh, was that Welshuanian? Welshuanian. <laughs> That's the planet, the planet he's from. Yes. Yeah, yeah right. Welshuania. <laughs> um, all right, so do we want him competing with you? And. Hmm. Yeah, what is Here's he, the thing that I, I mean, do want. Because if he's presenting it, I feel like he's like... Well, the, so let me go back. If he's presenting it, my thinking here is in the... Oh, but here. One of my all-time favorite films, Death Race 2000. Mm-hmm. And uh, spoiler for this film from 1975 or whenever oh it came God. out. How, but okay, tell how us dare the you? Ending. The main <clears throat> villain, Frankenstein, is one of the Death Racers. Just wants to get close to Mr. President to shake his hand. I know I'm ruining this, but it's because he has a fake cyborg hand that has a grenade in it. So when he could <laughs> shake president's hand, he could explode him. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if it's like the similar kind of thing where he just wants to get close enough to Glort Malort to destroy to ex- him. To explode. All right. Well, yeah, also okay. spoiler for people who haven't seen the Death Race movie, but uh, does Frankenstein explode the president at the end of that movie? I'm not telling. Okay. What I was going to say that I did not want to do was take agency away from the players mm-hmm. by writing a story about somebody who's going to like solve the problem for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think it's probably better to have, you know, and kind of like what we normally do for a comrade is kind of have this character to the side. So maybe he's presenting <clears throat> or maybe he's just around. Maybe you like see the bus like drive by. Oh, what if his... What if his bus is like a like a food truck pop up scenario, and like mm-hmm. once the he doesn't even know about the the um, nefarious machinations of Glort Malort, but he does know there's going to be a ton of people at this crazy eating competition who are going to need a juice cleanse. Yeah, I think it should so not be a bus with his van, and it should be a train, so we could still keep our juice malus caboose. And sure, uh, yeah, you just train. have to go through the yeah the food train. So you have to go through like the different cars to go through the like uh, decontamination process. But what's um. going to stop Glort Malort from like when is shit going to hit the fan with Juice yeah. Malouse and Glort Malort, right? Because we well, want to go through the okay, competition. So here's an, here's an idea. Um, uh, you know, the point of the comrade is to sort of like help the players like understand what they need to do and like kind of point them in the right direction. Maybe um, this Jean-Claude Van Damme character was the previous owner of the alien martial arts manual, but he lost it. And so he beseeches the players to go and um, acquire it for him. Right. That's sort of like the thing Mm -hmm. that draws them into the adventure um, Juice Malus asks them to go and do this, and maybe he, um, you know, the the adventure could start out with the players having a rowdy night out on the space docks, and they <laughs> wake up, and um, Juice Malus offers them a juice shot, and it it cures their hangover. 
Mm-hmm. So that would like give them the knowledge that this is like a juice cleanse will help with the effects of alcohol. Yeah. Sure. And then maybe he can oh, also give them when he sends them off to do this uh, competition for the martial arts manual that he sends them along with like one little juice, one wheatgrass shot or whatever the mm-hmm. the thing would yeah. be. Yeah. So they could Got have some kale could, in it probably. Yeah. Kale. Yeah. Space kale. Mm-hmm. Probably. Or um, similarly, what Kale. if he, what if he's but then like, he's not there? He's not there during the competition. Okay, right. I mean, I maybe. I mean, I like so, him there. I think it's more thought, fun with a celebrity guest. Yeah. Oh, okay. Other thought is that like maybe he does know what's going on with Malort, but he's also there presenting because he wants to be inside. But if he's in there and Malort is already like puppeting all of the servers and everything like that, right? It's it's difficult for him to tell the players anything really right because he's like constantly being watched so he can be there he can potentially be helpful if a situation arises where you feel like he can you know like he can't can't just tell everybody everything because he's constantly being watched right yeah and i think we could combine what you said andrew with this in that the wheatgrass juice you could take as like your little secret thing between competitions to like make you able to go and not be bloated and messed up like as you're going, but maybe mm-hmm. he doesn't want to let on. Like he, may, he maybe Juice Malouse brings the PCs there, and as like the like get me this manual. So if you win it, it's mine. But I'll give you this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably let you read it. Then, you know, like yeah. Usually you read those things, you get the power that's associated with them, right? Right, exactly. I'll let you read it, but I want it at the end of the day. And then, uh, and he's like, "Don't worry about all the stuff you're eating." I'll let you go through my train cleanse for free afterwards <laughs> so that like also you don't even though you want to go buy all the stuff at the end maybe you're uh you know you don't actually have to cuz you could go through the juice caboose juice oh, caboose and so, afterwards so, oh so that's great because if specifically if juice malus doesn't inform the players about the the, the real danger of consuming too much Malort, which is you become a part of Malort, then they're not going to have any reason to, like, not drink it. Right. 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 Okay, so that's it, real good. That is really good. So I think, like, we combined all those things, and I think we have a good place for Juice Malus. I also love, like... Uh, so Jean-Claude Van Damme is also a... Uh, the exact same in, uh, what was... Uh, Mortal Kombat. Which one was he? Uh, Johnny Cage. Yeah. So in the Mortal Kombat movies, and I love the idea of like just like he comes off of the Ju- Juice Malus train, and there's like he wasn't in the Mortal Kombat movies. You're thinking of the Street Fighter movie. Was it Street oh, Fighter? Yeah, that yeah. makes oh, more it, sense. No. Yes. Yeah. Is it? That's correct. Yeah. Listen, Johnny, I might be Johnny a little Cage? bit of a Jean Claude Van aficionado. <laughs> John- Jean Claude Van fan. Yeah, I think you guys are wrong. <laughs> fan fan down. I'm gonna John say this is incorrect. Oh, okay. oh dear. Like, say that, Johnny Cage but... is in Mortal Kombat. You could Kombat, say that, but you're For wrong. sure. Well, <laughs> Johnny Cage is. I'm just saying that Jean-Claude Van Damme does not play Johnny Cage. No. All right. Let me let me back up for a second here. Johnny Cage is oh based God. on Jean-Claude Van Damme. Okay? okay. We got that okay. statement down? Sure. Okay. That's my statement. Not that Johnny Cage was played by Jean-Claude Van Damme. My statement is Johnny Cage is based off of Jean-Claude Van Damme. 
So when okay. Johnny Cage well, comes, sentence makes a lot more sense. <laughs> Great. I'm glad I'm you're glad on the same page here. I'm glad we sorted all of that. Oh, right. I was really like, what's so like, I was <laughs> Man, let me get to that. I would love to get to the point. You guys stop me. Well, I was like in the middle just saying a very simple sentence, which is he comes out and there's like all these flash bulbs and like there's all this paparazzo. So there's like this whole uh, like thing around Juice Malus coming here. And I like that idea too. That's all I wanted to get out. That was that simple a sentence. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So all I right. think it doesn't okay, so else think I love it. Yeah, like sum this up for I feel like I've I've gotten lost. Juice Malouse is there. All right, yes. Rob. Okay. And there's so here's, a paparazzi. Here's my understanding. Our PCs wake up from a night of partying. Juice okay. Malouse shows up to much, with much fanfare and flashing lights and beauty and uh, an ind- indistinguishable accent. <laughs> <laughs> It's Welshwanian. I feel like we clarified that from the planet Welshwanian. It's been established, and uh, we'll tell our PCs, "Hey, I want to recover the Alien Martial Arts Manual, and uh, the way you're going to do that is by going and participating in these food challenges at the uh, La Malort, uh <laughs> Chicago-themed Mexican restaurant." <laughs> Uh, and the other thing that uh, Juice Malouse can do for us is they are able to give us like a wheat shot of some kind that uh, can negate the effects of, uh, you know, eating too much. Mm-hmm. Or um, drinking too much. Or drinking too much uh, and could potentially save some people from opening up a Lama Lord of their own. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> or becoming a part of the Malort. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And I think rewarded with uh, a trip through the uh, juice cleanse. Yes. Juice Malus Caboose juice train. Malus Caboose. Juice Malus Afterwards. Which definitely has a picture of Juice Malus doing a high kick across all of the cars. Oh, Hell for yeah. sure. It's not but just each a in like different colors. Isn't it a split on the van? On the John Claude. Oh, maybe. Van. Yeah. Oh, but then, oh, yeah. like, one is, like, just his crotch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The most important okay, train. Right dead center, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, so the, the, in the crotch car, <laughs> the crotch. that's, uh, <laughs> that's the gym. That's See, but, like, out. the thing is, like, that doesn't really work, because I want the caboose to be his butt. Oh. Mm, I mean, I feel like that needs to be. That does make sense. Mm-hmm. What if it's uh all right? So one leg goes all the way along across the side. all the cars, yeah. 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 And then the butt is on the caboose, and then yeah. The other this is leg important to me. I don't care what else we do in the rest of this adventure, <laughs> but yeah. Juice Malus's caboose needs to be on the Juice Malus caboose. Understood. So, um, agree. Another well-known fact about Jean-Claude Van Damme is that he likes to show off his Supple nearly buttocks. perfect butt and. <laughs> That's Almost true. every movie he's in. That's true. Yeah. Mighty fine. Okay. Um, I think guys, we should wrap up yeah. the comrade and move on to our next bit. Yeah? Yeah. Let's do it. The next section is the MacGuffin. I found a metal leg. It will give me a tough shin. Somehow I think it's special. It must be the MacGuffin. All right, guys. Here we are in the MacGuffin section. Um, we've already talked about the food and drinking competitions being a part of the draw, but I think the real thing that's drawing people here is the uh, Alien Martial Arts Manual. That sounds right to me. What I was thinking we could do um, is let's go through and each of us 
come up with a special martial arts move that is included in the manual. Ooh, uh, okay. I agree. That's the way to Excellent. do this thing. We just pick one power you get out of it that is yeah. a martial arts related thing. Uh, let me just put out there to get it in the mindset, I feel like. Uh, some of the great things. Uh, there's a movie called Kung Fu Cult Master with Jet Li, one of my all-time favorite movies. <laughs> has things that are similar to this that are like the great solar stance or uh, the uh, feline kick or the jinx palm strike tend to be some uh, great naming conventions for okay. uh, moves just to just to put that out there well let me I'll go ahead and uh, you know those are some great suggestions I'm gonna go ahead and put out mine which will maybe uh, you know put a, a tone to this tome uh, <laughs> but I'm going to create the stout stomach stance of the hippopotamus. Nice. Okay. And what does that do? Um, it creates, uh, it makes your your big belly um, kind of like, it's a blob effect. So like, it can't be moved. So uh, well, the blob be, from X-Men, you mean? Exactly, yeah. Okay. Uh, can't be Gotta knocked. Clarify, it basically gives blob? you this mutant powers of the blob. <laughs> can't, can't be knocked, can't be pushed over, can't be knocked down. Somebody tries to punch you, it just like, Hits a bowl of belly and pops back. So once you do this training, you get a big old jiggly pot belly? Yes. That's pretty great. <laughs> Excellent. Rob, you, do you have one? Sure. I'm going to go with the um, <laughs> the Johannes's leg sweeper. Johannes's <laughs> leg sweeper. Uh, which is... Uh, a powerful uh, knockdown move. Yeah. <laughs> um, Does it just so give you one beefy leg? It, Hell yeah. <laughs> one beefy leg that you keep doing the back spin kick on the ground over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Is that what we're going for? Yeah. It's like whoop, you're crouching whoop. while playing Street Fighter and pressing, you know, <laughs> and just short, hitting the jab light, light jab. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Light kick. <laughs> All right. What are you thinking, Amelia? I would like something called the Fabulously fl- Fatal Flamingo. Yeah. yeah. Fatal uh, Flamingo. Flamingos are my favorite. Um, and it is just like, whatever move you do, it is just the most ridiculously ostentatious like display of like arms flailing and kicking like to the point where people are like, I just don't even know what to do with this. Is it like, doesn't like really a... do anything. It just like is very distracting. Is there Excellent. a flip? Is there a flip involved? You could add Probably. our word in there. Like, oh, yes. Yeah. Fabulous, fabulously fatal, fatal flipping, flipping flamingo. flamingo. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's just like about like making yourself bigger and like flashy and ridiculous. I love it. Wait, so does it distract people when they see it? Is that its main intention? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Well, and like, I display? think that like whatever it is that you're doing, like it just like they don't even know how to counter it because like they can't even figure out where to start because whatever you're doing is not anything that they have trained to counter because it's not a thing so maybe it's also like a confusion type of yeah jaws drop as soon as the flip begins Mm -hmm. all right i love it what do you got um i'm going to do the uh cosmic sauce crunch (laughs) yeah Uh, 
which is going to be a uh, double-handed strike that will uh, just can crush your opponents like a can. I love it. Excellent. Is so, that like to a, get the sauce out of them? You know, it's like a clapping <laughs> motion. No, like, double-handed, like uh, bottom of the fist. Like if you oh, put okay. your hands together. I love Maybe it. It should be no, no, yeah. So uh, fingers together, uh, double hand. Uh, you know, like what a big professional wrestler move would be. Like when people are bent over and they're like, "Now I'm hitting you in the back." Right. Yeah. That, are you familiar with that move? The, the now, now I'm hitting you in the back move. Excellent. So I love cos- it. cosmic sauce crunch, uh, you know, can just uh, smush people like cans. I Excellent. love it so much. Very. I feel dangerous. like our we've outlined the rest of the MacGuffin with our previous conversations, and we should move on to the setting. How do you guys feel? I hundred yes. percent. I agree. Let's do it. Let's make a mappy death trappy area creation, then hit frappy on our PC blender location. All right, here we are in the last uh, area of the location. And Amelia, we have uh, can do lots of different things in here. Uh, I feel like we are all probably on the same page where we are doing a space diner. Yes. So mm-hmm. uh, let's each take a uh, section of the space diner to uh, elaborate on. And... Okay. Uh, just uh, we already have our four events, so maybe we keep those in mind a little bit. Um, well, I actually now that we're mentioning it, the you know we have the space diner, and but then we've created some, uh, you know, we've created some competitions that seem like they would require their own, loc- you know, locations outside of the diner for them. I uh, mean, outside of the diner. Or, I mean, it could be, this is just a massive diner, and it has, like, a Hollywood, um, uh, a Hollywood, like, um, what, is the, what are those games where it's, like, you running the obstacle course, you know, like oh, a, like, Ninja like an obstacle course? Yeah, Ninja Warrior yeah. Wipeout. <laughs> Wipeout, yeah, exactly, like that show. Um, well, so I only say that because I the... assume we're in space, so having more space things not like when you say outside, I just assume outside of space. Oh, I mean, yeah, this could be like a floating trucks, you know, a truck stop that's just like floating in space and has like little uh, different areas for the each of these competitions associated. I mean, it, I think right? Llama Lort is kind of known for this competition because it's so important right. to his multi-level marketing scheme. Yeah, that absolutely. like it was built with this in mind. I agree. Yeah, and also, going. like I think if you're in space and you have lots of aliens coming in and out, you don't know how big they're gonna be. So oh, yeah, like true. maybe the space is I, also built for Amelia. This is what I was thinking too at the deep dish pizza area was like this is for people to fight in, but there's like you know giant sized aliens that that's just the regular sized pizza like right. <laughs> deep dish pizzas that are eating yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah. The other thing I'd like to just put out there, just in general for the spaceport, is we have Malort. Malort is everywhere. There need, I think, there just needs to be weird plumbing. So there's like little holes in the ground all over the place, so that Malort, the liquid, can just like get around everywhere in the spaceport as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was thinking, like, I, I like the like sort of like bubbly clear glass kind of thing, but I almost like the idea of like pipes everywhere to like run Ooh, Malort the throughout cool. the restaurant and right, then you so can you just, just kind like, of like you know like bring it right down to the table there's like a little hose you know just for your Malort yeah and like or but like you know one to one as he goes from like 
one one side to the next, <laughs> just like mm-hmm. popping out of little holes in like uh, the plumbing. You while know, still holding like, your food. Those yeah. little like Jägermeister dispensers. Oh, dispensers. Yeah, there's like those little taps just like all along the walls. Like you turn around, it's like oh, there's a little Malort tap. Guess I'll have a shot. You know, and they've got the little medicine cups stacked up right there for you. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just nice. all over. I love it. All right, let's take a let's take an area, everyone. Uh, let's start with you, Rob. Should we describe our own areas, or are we trying to keep it more? Broad? I mean, if you think your area needs a description, okay, you know, go ahead. But I mean, so and what I mean by that is the challenges we describe. Should we try and outline the room that they're in, or do we want to keep it broader than that? Like maybe there's a space where challenges happen. What do you think? I mean, you could just pick whatever you want. Because, I mean, there's certain uh, uh, ones that, well, like, maybe, like, yeah, I don't know. I guess eat a live octopus, that could that could happen anywhere. I don't know yeah, if there's sure. a designated room for it. But okay. then, like, deep dish Mexican pizza might be in a giant section. Like, uh, the Chile Reno mm-hmm. relay race, that seems like that could be anywhere, too, if we oh, wanted it to be. That definitely seems like you need to have, like, a designated station for making your chili rellenos. Yeah, yeah, but maybe that happens in the kitchen. Right. Well, um okay, I think I I think I would actually describe the kitchen is what I think I'll do. Go for so it. So they're uh in the I mean, it's weird. It's a weird ass kitchen. I think <laughs> that it's going to have like multiple levels. Like most kitchens are laid out like all on the same level, but this this one has uh like stair steps almost. And um, the higher up you go in this <laughs> stair step design is... Is it very bossy? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> she had it coming. Yes, definitely. The higher up you go, the smaller the portions are. So down on like the bottom step, like the pots and pans are enormous. And, you know, there's a... Instead of knives, they have like guillotines chopping weird vegetables and um, oh, you know, I love it. giants operating all the equipment. But up on like the top level, there's, you know, like little mice people prepping. You well, know, you say giants and mice people, but they're all glort malort, right? Giant glorps. Yeah, right. right. Mice yeah. Sure, sure, malort. Sure, sure. Yeah, but like they've got to pretend at least that they're not glorp. Right. There's a, there's a facade of other species. Wait, are they wearing like masks and like chef outfits but it's just filled in with malort goo I I see so So, yeah like that's the question is like does he like take over your mind or is he like puppeting them like Muppets well I thought all of the staff here was all just him like right just like he was are they filled with like malort goo yeah I feel like at a certain point once you become a part of the Malorp Collective, and this is just how I was imagining it, mm-hmm. you literally turn into fluid and then T2 style merge with the rest of the puddle. Mm. Gotcha. Oh, I thought I you could go to yeah. your own franchise and start your own puddle. But yeah, maybe that's... <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe there's, I mean, bigger. maybe there is some kind of like ritual then after you sign on to your timeshare thing. There's some kind of ritual where you melt down. You are refilled with Glorp Malorp. 
This yeah. makes sense too. The more you feed and the more glort malort you turn people into to build into your own, the bigger your restaurants can be. And this is an epic oh. glort malort well, restaurant. If you He's... think about it, think about the uh, schematics of this multiple leveled pyramid shaped diner mm-hmm. or kitchen, rather. Mm-hmm. That was a yeah, sentence there. It's a scheme. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Oh, a pyramid yeah. scheme. Right. Yeah, I got it. Pyramid scheme, multi-leveled kitchen. The more, you know, smaller at the top. Right, right, right. The portions are smaller, but the rewards are bigger. And then he's just adding layers to the bottom, you know. Right. Well, I think this is the flagship Llama Lords. Yes. Of course. And yeah. I also think that there is the potential that to get to this final competition, too, you've had to work your way up. Right. Oh. At like you, ha- you know, you have to start at the regional Mullards. <laughs> sure, <laughs> work your way up, you know. Yeah. So, nope. do you, are you are you thinking that like the players may be the thing that um, juice? Oh, gets them in, even giving, like giving them is the like letting the them sort of skip all the mm. lower levels. That like, could I mean, be an option. Yeah, like he's given them like fake credentials or whatever to yeah. say like oh you definitely already passed all the regional stuff yeah um, i mean unless amelia you're re- recommending for this uh adventure that we have the pcs go through the f- semifinals, the qualifiers oh, gosh no. before we get to this adventure <laughs> goodness no yeah <laughs> but if you wanted to make it a campaign there you go there's yeah, how there yeah. the, the, yeah. <laughs> the lava so, we're, we're still on your kitchen <laughs> yeah um, yes sorry that's a, no 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 okay. this is all great this is all amazing um, so it's a weird ass multi-level marketing kitchen. Yep, it's yep. terraced. There's bigger stuff m- cooking and preparing at the bottom. Yeah. There's smaller stuff cooking and preparing at the top. It's all glorp malorp. Yeah. Um, what else is going on in this kitchen? Well, I think that there's probably a section of this kitchen that is dedicated to the um, chili relleno relay speed challenge. Yeah. And that might, I mean, it might not be the whole challenge, just like the cooking prep section of the challenge happens here. And uh, I think that also, you know, there's going to be like a Mm -hmm. walk-in refrigerator somewhere, but inside the walk-in is just like uh, any of the Malort that is not currently being used to be Malort somewhere else is just in Mm -hmm. this walk-in in like a giant puddle. Oh, so like cool. it, you, is it you open a walk-in walk-in? or is it a schlushin? <laughs> yeah, do you I, met, well, I just love like the walk-in door is always so like big and kind uh-huh. of like imposing. But like mm-hmm. you open it up and maybe it's just like a pool in front of you of Malort. A yeah. pool or a wall of water or like Malort. <laughs> like just like you open the door and it's just like standing water. Like Yeah, parallel. but it doesn't come out. Yeah, it like doesn't come out. Idea. It's just hanging out. It's just like, like it's a Malort waterfall. Yeah, it's like a yeah. Malort. Uh, oh, I love that too. Oh, that could be a save or die trap. Like you get engulfed with Malorts, and yeah. then like <laughs> oh, yeah, you they have just a, keep making you drink to, it till you. Yeah, yeah, you have like one ro- die roll to try and escape being. That's what you get for snooping around. Too. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There should be a sign on it too that just says something like. Don't open this. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here. So somebody will definitely open it. Exactly. Right. 
So the chili yeah. relay no race is happening in the kitchen here. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right, um, anybody else go? Amelia, what do you want to do for your room? I kind of actually want to describe the decor of this. Yeah. Um, because I think any good diner has just a bunch of shit on the walls. <laughs> like All from Chicago. Right, well, but not. See, so I think it's like things that are like labeled as Chicago, but it's like this big poster of the Golden Gate Bridge with like the word (laughs) Chicago on the bottom. (laughs) So it's like it's really just like generic, like American scenery, but all labeled Chicago. Oh, it shouldn't even just be U.S. though. Yeah, like like, 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 I visited Earth. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) yes, yes. It's like an Earth-themed restaurant. Giza. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's Earth-themed. Restaurant. Yep. Yep. Oh, like that's the, great. The ocean at the White Cliffs of Dover, but it says Lake Michigan. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> a thing with uh, Beautiful. Lorp should be how much he talks about how he's an earth expert, but he gets things wrong constantly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he probably yes. knows more than most earthling or like non earthlings, but still he just like. Yeah. You know, he's that would make him so fun to play as a GM, just being like, okay, like I'm going to give like random earth facts that are totally wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Abraham Lincoln was the president of France from 2007 to 2012. (laughs) Yeah. They love eating shrimp egg rolls. I don't know. There's like a. uh, a photograph of the Statue of Liberty, and it says the Chicago Bean. Yep. Yeah, there you go. All right. Um, I love it. Do you? I think we add- do need a picture of like Wrigley Field, though, that is like labeled as like Chicago Brewers, and like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just enough to like upset the Chicago people. Yeah, for sure. Well, so you're talking about the decor. There's the uh, shouldn't it, customer shouldn't it say White Sox then in that case. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, that yeah, that'd be fun. We can um, we can take Lambeau Field and label it as the Bears. There you that'll be, go. That'll make them all angry. So Amelia, you've got the decor of the customer facing part of this, which I assume is mm-hmm. the majority of the dining room. Yes. Um, d- give us the what the dining room itself also looks like. How it leads yeah, what into else the, is the in kitchen? The dining? Is there like the uh, yeah? Just to describe in your brain yeah. what the dining area looks like in the I space mean, diner. I mean, I imagine it very much like. 50s diner like red and um you vinyl. know like vinyl right but instead of like the sort of like silver chrome thing i think i want it to be gold because the colors on Ooh. the malort bottle are red and yellow oh, so perfect. it's important to me that there's a lot of red and yellow motif in here too. okay i'm Excellent. gonna have to google what malorts <laughs> yeah i uh, don't worry Looks andrew like... i'll hit them up and we'll just get like their marketing deck and uh, you know we'll get everything yeah. their colors whatever, everything we need yeah. there. i think then there's probably like a lot of like the yeah, star to... motif too for the chicago flag yeah okay excellent all right cool and i do think as far as the uh events go i do think that we should probably have the uh octopus eating in the main dining area totally uh, mm-hmm. Because yeah. then we could have a ramshackle fun octopus chases happening. Uh, While other customers of... are just trying to eat. Well, yeah. yeah, there's some people there to eat. But I mean, also, this is quite an event, right? Like people are here to. That's true. Maybe. 
Yeah, maybe there's like a roped off area, and then like you know people have bought tickets to come. Oh, are there see bleachers in the diner for watching the challenges? I mean, I thought for sure around the deep yeah. dish deep dive thing yeah, that there would yeah, need to be sure. bleachers. Nice. That's I great. love that. Let's do that. All right, Andrew, what are you thinking for a room? Um, so I was going to describe an area that is, um, it's going to be sort of like a space dock, um, but it, or maybe it's like the parking lot for the, uh, La Malortis. Um, and this is, it's, it's very sort of like, um, giant space dock feeling. Um, so it's like a, a large, uh, oval, semi, uh, half of an oval kind of thing that sticks out of like a maybe a floating asteroid or something. It's where spaceships come to dock, Lobo parks his bike, that kind of stuff. But it's also where the Juice Malus Caboose um, uh, exists. So uh, the tram is there, and um, really the only other thing here besides Las Malortas is the um well no that's not true so there's there's the entrance to um the gigantic space diner right mm-hmm. and then there's the juice malus caboose and then there's like parking for spaceships and then there's like a little um uh like a little kiosk that's like a storage locker so it's like what you find in airports and bowling alleys where people, and it's just a huge wall of it, where people can, like, store stuff, you know? You put a couple intergalactic space coins in there, and you, like, just store it. There's um, maybe one security uh, security alien that's, like, reading a cheap novel on Important a question So for here. sure players are going to break in, right? Yeah, sure, why not? Well, here's an important question. Is this uh, valet or whatever, Glort Malort, or is this the only other employee on this thing that is not Glort Malort? And do you have to take a tram from the parking area to the diner? And can Glort Malort, does, is there plumbing so... So this is more than one question. Too? Yeah, this is a lot of questions. <laughs> I'm going to go through them one at a time based on just how, sort of how I was It's one it. overarching question, which is just, is it all Glort Malort? Is it not all Glort Malort? Okay, That's the so question. first que- uh, first question answer is no. It's not all Glorp Malorp. I think that Glorp Malorp is um, not restricted, but on this space rock, he's only inside of the diner. So okay. all of the Malorts is inside Las Malortas. Uh, the security guy um, works for the locker company. Um, Juice Malus also doesn't isn't a uh, part of Malort. You know, he's a separate thing. I like and that. I imagine that there's like some other like little kiosks. Like maybe there's somebody selling knockoff Rolexes or something, <laughs> uh, or somebody selling like space shades. Um, but it's like what you'd see on a street corner in New York. You know, it's like people just have set up like little vending booths out here to like just sell stuff to people that are stopping by for. Yeah, stopping by for the competition, stopping by to watch the competition, or just like needed to fill up yeah. on Malorts before they. I love they... it, but they're also just like space peddlers or like yeah, little yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, we got to get know. your knockoff Malorts competition T-shirts. Right. Right. Yeah. And you oh got my your gosh, like space yeah. crust punks trying to sell you like uh, you know 
braided jewelry and <laughs> some space artists trying to sell you some space art. Yeah, somebody's like you know it's... like got cassettes of their their latest. EP. Yeah, yeah. Someone's pushing their new their rap cassettes. Yeah, the new yeah. mixtape. Yeah, Tiger Wizard and there's a booth with Dragon Warrior. There yeah, exactly. Most recent epic levels mm-hmm. track. All right, Steve, what you got? Uh, I'm going to Bring go us with... home. All right, I'm going to finish up with the entertainment area because uh, this is also a spaceport. You need something for kids. Uh, so uh, this is where uh, you have, like, arcade machines mm. and uh, there's, like, go-karts. But most importantly, this is where the big spectacle competitions are happening. Specifically, uh, this is where the hot dog uh, mountain is yeah. uh, for the competition. This is also where the uh, big uh, stuffed pizza dive competition is. So there's a bunch of uh, fun play areas opened up here. And actually, the pizza thing. Is there I think also it, <clears throat> like a McDonald's like a, play place yes. type area for your kids? <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. Actually, it's Love like it. I think majority of it is that. It's like little hamster, uh, you know, tubes, tubes yeah. and stuff for kids like all around this thing. So there aren't like uh, like bleachers like that. It's all play area. So it's like climbing, jungle gyms, uh, those tubes, slides, things like that that surround the area. So you could watch from a bunch of different vantage points, but, you know, you can only get there in fun ways, climbing ropes, going through rope uh nets things like that yeah so when your kid falls asleep in there you have to climb in there and get them <laughs> not that my brother did that at one point but yeah, not that you have any did. personal experience <laughs> with these kinds of things yep. Amelia. like yep <laughs> but yeah so i think the giant deep dish pizza is something that they set up all the time normally just for kids to play in so but uh it's like their version of a ball pit right right yeah, yeah exactly. for that's sure that's exactly what i was getting for at sure. yes uh, love it i love we it we love playing in the pizza all right, so I think that's it. I think we've put together quite a wild and uh, space adventure. Yeah. Rob, why don't you give us the overall end of days summary? Yeah, let's sum it up. So uh, our starting words for this adventure were crunching, flipping, saucy, and alien martial arts manual. Holy cow, guys, we did it. <laughs> we, did. we got all of we, them. I think we can check all of these boxes off. I'm going to do that real quick. Check, 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 check. Okay, great. So we're going to be, um, our PCs will wake up from a rough night of partying and be approached by the Juice Malus caboose. And uh, <laughs> Juice Malus, who looks an awful lot like Jean-Claude Van Damme, um, will offer our PCs a, a wheat shot to rejuvenate them and then explain that uh, there is this epic food and drink competition happening at La Malort's and he wants us to go there to recover the alien martial arts manual and as we get there we arrive and we uh, start to take part in the competitions and are introduced at some point to Glorp Malort who is the owner of the Malort franchise and uh, is awfully slimy Um, from there we will start to take part in these competitions all the time taking more and more shots of the drink malort becoming more intoxicated um, maybe being intelligent about it and taking a wheat shot from juice malus to minimize that Um, and uh, if you start to you know take 
too much of this malort into your own system, you start to become more susceptible to the idea of, you know what? I really do feel like I would be a great business owner. And uh, <laughs> the uh, the offer of a, a La Malort fl- franchise in your own home city becomes more and more uh, appealing. Uh, coming to a spaceport near you. <laughs> coming to a spaceport near <laughs> you. Um, Chicago our, style. <laughs> our cool competitions are eating a live space octopus, deep dish Mexican pizza, uh, gladiator style mud wrestling uh, <laughs> and eat and make your own chili releno relay speed challenge and hot dog chorizo king of the hill um, and then uh, as our PCs are going through these challenges and drinking more malort the game master will check in with a drunk check occasionally to uh, see how close our PCs are to becoming uh, a part of the glorp malort collective I think that's it. Did I get it? Whew. Yeah. yeah. I think so. at the end of the day, if uh, you win the martial arts handbook, uh, you can yes. hand it off to uh, Juice Maloose. Uh, I wonder if you don't win it if he doesn't give you the juice cleanse he promised you and you just end up <laughs> being a franchise owner if you don't win the competition. I'm not I sure. I think so. Yeah, you don't, you don't learn your sweet martial arts After, after yeah. you did this uh, if you're a part summary, of the, Rob, of I was... The... Glorp Malorp Collective. What do you need martial arts for? You're just like That's a part true. of Glorp. Yeah. yeah. You're That's part your... of Glorp Corp. <laughs> Glorp Corp. Glorp Corp. <laughs> yeah. The more uh, you went over that <clears throat> overview, Rob, I was just thinking how this group of uh, PCs is not the first time Juice Malus has brought them to this competition to try yeah. to get his manual back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. There's been a couple before. I Hasn't think so. gone so well. Yeah, they've they've they're now proud franchise owners. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> Amelia, well, thank you so very much for joining us. Uh, it's been kind of a crazy ride. This was so uh, much fun. I I'm really Rob. I'm extremely impressed that you managed to like oh, sum you. that up. Thank I was like, you. I don't know how they're gonna do it. <laughs> um, before we say goodbye. Um, Amelia, where can people find you? What's a good way for people to listen in to the podcast, um, to praise you for your judgmentalness on the innies, <laughs> or just to chat with you? Sure. Um, you can hear my podcast stuff on Character Creation Cast. It's charactercreationcast.com, or we're part of the One Shot Network. So you can just go to the One Shot Network website. Um, I personally am on Twitter at Ginger Reckoning. Um, or the show is on Twitter at CreationCast. Awesome. Excellent. And all of that stuff will be down in the show notes. Steve, you want to send us off? All right. Well, Amelia, thank you very much for being on the show. This has been fantastic. Rob and Andrew, always a pleasure. Producer Zach, behind the scenes, hitting us with the hardcore great Malort quotes. Uh, (laughs) Yes, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for being on the show. Another uh, wonderful Mad Dungeon in the can. Go check out all of our episodes uh, on our website. Download our maps. And, uh, man, go listen to Amelia's podcast. podcast as well and learn how to make uh, characters thank you again Amelia uh, hey man thanks for listening to Epic Levels uh, Mad Dungeon Podcast uh, if you would do us the favor of uh, subscribing to uh, us on your favorite podcast player I want to have to shank you with a snipe also uh, leave uh, five or more stars leave a nice comment 
and tell all your friends. Here's a cell phone. Do it now. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at epic underscore levels. You're welcome. Get nerd merch and stay up to date at epiclevelsrapdowns.com, my main man. And until next time, may your crits be plentiful and your fumbles few. 